Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Butch Brown. Uh, it's a great episode. It's going to be the first of multiple episodes with Butch. He wants to do a series on him because he has a lot to say. I'm doing this for a minute. So um, I hope you guys like this one. We talk a little bit about, uh, gosh, there's, there's a lot of great stories you'll hear. Talk a little bit saltwater, a little bit of even calico fishing, and of course, big swim bait fishing. I answer everybody's question that sent in one. So thank you for participating. Um, Today we have some ads. Please listen. I know it might be a little long in the beginning. We got three of them. I'm very happy. Uh, all these companies, you know, I back and they back me. So, uh, and I tell the truth. So it's Swimbait Underground, Irod, and Olukai. All everyone, every one of them supported me in a different way, and I appreciate that. And now they're helping by putting ads on the podcast. So that's great. Um, the video will not be out until about Tuesday or Wednesday because my computer takes 5 million days to render a fucking video. So <laughs> that's the next thing on the list is to get a new uh, MacBook Pro or something to make stuff faster. So you'll see it then. Uh, next week, we will be at Fred Hall. Uh, I think, yeah, next week's Fred Hall. And then uh UFO bait event on that Saturday. I'll have a booth there. New shirts, the Goonie Wolf shirts and the Big Gus shirts will both be out there. And I think next Monday we'll be kicker fishing with Randy Spizer and Matt Florentino will be sitting in. Uh, hope you guys like this episode. Please listen through all the ads. I mean, it's a couple minutes of, of ads, but uh, go support. I'm sure you guys are following most of these companies anyway. And I hope to see everyone next uh, week at Fred Hall and at the UFO Bait event. Thanks for listening. Check out Swimbait Underground at swimbaitunderground.com, an online community dedicated to swimbait fishing worldwide. The Swimbait Underground Forum offers information on how to swimbait from the like-minded members, grassroots section for bait building, black market to buy, sell, trade swimbaits, and swimbait-related goods, along with monthly online swimbait-only tournaments with prize packs. The SU community also lives outside of the forum on social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, highlighting the SU forum and everything swimbaiting worldwide. Stay connected for free Swimbait online tournaments and prizes, community events, SU Swimbait collaborations, and gear. Uh, again, these guys supported us from day one, and I, I appreciate everything they've done for us, so please go support them. I'm sure all you guys are already following them, so I don't need to say much more. Thanks for listening, guys. 
IROD has been in the freshwater rod game for over 10 years. In recent years, they released the Kaimana Saltwater Series and have everything covered from harbor bass to bluefin tuna at affordable prices and come with a lifetime warranty on all rods. I've been fishing the new Coastal Series 733 and 764 rod for about uh, three or four months now. I also fish the 804 and, and the uh, 805. And I fished those with Bobby, and I caught a nice uh, sand bass when I went out with him, like a five-pounder. I put a picture up a couple months ago, and the 733, I actually caught uh, my two bass that if you look at my recent post, that that's all I wanted to do at the SBS, that rod helped me do it. So I'm pretty stoked on these rods. Definitely check them out. IROD will be releasing a rail rod and two additions to the Coastal Series at the Fred Hall this year. The 794 designed by Jeremy Poe and the 73 spinning rod designed by James Collins. There will be huge savings at Fred Hall on all iRods. Performance Tackle, Save on Tackle, Turners will all have iRods in stock, so check them out. To find out more about iRod, check out www.irodfishing.com or at iRodFishing on Instagram. Aloha was born in Hawaii, but the Aloha spirit holds no geographic boundaries. With Aloha as our foundation, Olukai takes a different approach to footwear. Olukai crafts only the highest quality shoes and sandals with premium materials and artistic story detail with a style, durability, and versatility for today's watermen and waterwomen who lead an active ocean-bound lifestyle. In fact, Olukai's water-friendly, I'm going to try this, Nohia Maku, Slip-on shoe and ulele sandal are actually made to get wet. Instead of me talking, I'm going to insert Benny. Benny Florentino is a guest of the podcast, and he has way more experience with this than I do. So I'd rather have you guys hear the truth than me try to give you something fake. Listen. You know, I've been fortunate enough to be an uh, an ambassador for Olukai for the past five years. And, you know, they just came out with ulele. Uh, It's all-day comfort footbeds. And the non-marking outer sole. So for those of you who have really expensive boats, they're not going to mark the sole up. And it's non-skid. That wet grip rubber outsole for great traction on wet surfaces is phenomenal. And they look good and comfortable. Whether you're loading up the boat with supplies at the dock, shoreline fishing from the rocks, or scoping out the best place to cast from the beach, Nohia Maku and Ulele is destined to keep you sure-footed with comfortable island style through every step of the journey. Shop or find your local retail at olukai.com. To support the podcast, go to www.olukai.com forward slash cast and crank. Please, guys, go. If you're going to buy a pair of sandals, just go out there and uh, get online and go to that link. It's going to help us a lot. Check it in the bio of the podcast. Thanks again for listening, guys. It's just so people can watch it on YouTube and stuff. Um, man, I don't know where to start. You do so much. You know what? We had a little conversation in the beginning. I'm a big Calico guy, and Butch was telling me he used to do it. When? What year was it? Would have been in the 69 into the all through the 70s. Just I don't know how many people really know that you did do that. That's I oh mean, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh I mean, yeah, you're catching some good ones, huh? Yeah, got invited from a guy that used to do it, and we'd launch at Cabril, Cabrillo, mm-hmm. and then we'd go fish the Federal Breakwater at the mouth, and we'd head uh, south mm-hmm. towards the Pike, and we'd fish till midnight or so. And, uh, you know, back then you didn't have spectra and you didn't have fluorocarbon, which I don't think you need that for night. But we'd have our ambassadors, a bucket of squid cut into strips, and then <laughs> some rat trap skirts, fluorescent, and then some special heads that didn't get wedged in the rocks. 
and we'd probably lose 100 heads a night anyways. Were you making the heads then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I still have the mold to this day. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it was a, your own mold then you made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't afford it. No, no. I <laughs> no, bet. No, it's expensive. <laughs> and they didn't have designer hooks back then. They were just must-add heavy-duty hooks, and, and they still bent them. Yeah. But we'd fish 30 and 40-pound line, and we'd only get 50 to 100 yards on the reel, and we would still get spooled and broke yeah, off yeah. and and stuff and and uh and then we'd come in we'd have a ball you know it was a different than the lake it was a nice change and then i did it when i got to learn how to when i was driving i'd drive myself down there with a take a school friend or something and we'd have a ball and and then i was telling you about how we used to take my my big four-wheel drive blazer back <laughs> in the early 70s and I would launch alongside Santa Monica Pier. I would drive over the parking lot at dusk <laughs> and drive all the way to the edge of the water, pull it off, and then come back and park. And then we would time the surf and row out and then hit the trolling motor once we got past everything. And that's when the boats used to be moored in there before uh-huh. they got washed in. And the the breakwater there was only 100 yards long, but it had the biggest calicos in town. Wow. And uh, they... And the wall, you're saying, was, was a lot higher. It was above than, water. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. it had little eddies in between it, so you could fish, you know, you'd, you'd fish in between it. But you'd just go up and back a couple of times. It'd probably be about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and then you'd say, well, that's enough of that, you know, and... <laughs> um, you know, and we pretty much let them all go, but they were really short and fat and mean and dark, and they were the biggest of all because yeah. no- nothing was under four pounds. Wow. You know, they're at the federal breakwater. You know, I caught anything from eight inches to to over eight pounds, but here they were four pounds to about eight and a half, close to nine pounds. Wow! You know, we never w- weighed them or anything, but they were more just of a fun thing to go down and. Oh kill yeah, some it was because <laughs> bass, green bass, lake bass, they don't fight that much. Yeah, but that's why I like my saltwater fishing, and I enjoy doing what I do with that. But yeah, it got to where it's you know it's, I got older and started doing other things you know and got into the tuna fishing and you know i'm a veteran long long ranger you know i've got my 300s under my belt and wow. had some phenomenal trips down there but uh i think I, this may be my last year on the 18 days that's a long time man. it's their long trips you know and I've, I've done 30 of them at least yeah but I think I'm just going to start traveling up to Northern California and, and doing a little more bass fishing and relaxing and looking for a place to retire. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's nice. So you've always been like a uh, avid fisherman of everything. Because you're really known as the big bait, like godfather, you know, but yeah. you love fishing everything. Everything. I okay. grew up on a lake called Lake Sherwood. Okay. You know, I used to be, as a kid, I'd be in the Western Outdoors probably other, every other week. <laughs> you know, I was always trying yeah. to catch big fish. Big bass. That's what I did, you know, and and uh, and then that pretty much they drained the lake in the uh, oh, I would say it was in the about seventy eight or seventy nine, and then that was time for me to sort of move on, you know. Yeah. But I had already been fishing the after bay, you know, okay. which is something I chose to fish because I needed a new home. Uh-huh. And uh, I was the second man to launch on that lake on opening day. Really? You know, and my boat that I have is the same boat that I fish out of to this day there. How old uh, is that boat then? 
I bought the boat when I was 16 years old. Oh, that's awesome. It's a 1966 Alumacraft, but it's all custom built just for me. Did Tri- you do that Trial yourself? and error. You did it yourself? Oh, yeah. I've done it five or six oh, times. Oh, wow. And you know how when you do something, you realize, well, this needs to be changed. And then next time you change that, and then you change this, and now it's so dialed in that... Uh, you know, to hold big fish all day, if I need to, to the replaceable bilge pumps in 30 seconds, you know, because... You don't sh- want to let anything die. Shit happens, yeah. man. You yeah. know, you turn a bilge pump on, it's not working well. I have them already, the the, re- the interchangeable heads already with quick connects. Pop it out, put it on, 30 seconds, I got water pumping. Wow. You know, aerator. What size, boat, what size boat is that? It's a 14-footer. 14-foot, okay. And it's got a 48-volt. Uh, uh, outboard motor on the back so it's definitely the fastest boat i've ever seen that's electric power it planes really, really? oh yeah what's yeah. what uh what kind of motor is on the back it's it actually say? a briggs and stratton that i had found online for oh, wow 3500 bucks and then the batteries they're a thousand bucks but i had to take the brochure to the lake to ask him if i could have it and they said yes it's electric power butch you can have it so on a daily basis, they if I'm running the boat, they get complaints that there's a guy with an outboard on the water, and they so they fast. just go, "Is it black?" And they go, "Yeah, it's Butch. It's electric." And then <laughs> I actually have to have them come down and look at it, yeah, because they think think that the electrical plug that goes into it is a fuel line. And I go, "Look, it's it's not." But the neat thing about it is, is I can put it straight ahead and and it's got another knob to keep the keep it on full so then i just jump into the bow and hit the the front trolling motor and hit that one and i steer with that and i only use the back one just to go from point a to point b wow and you know in you know in in i can be down at the lake in five minutes and it takes any other boat 45 minutes yeah you know so you know if i got something going you know uh like in line at the lake especially if it's in the front of the lake well i race to the back they all race back there too and then as soon as they get there i go all the way back to the front you know Tricking so them, huh? i can move them around pretty good it used to be a chess game because it's a small lake and, and you, you can, can only have electric motors on only that, electric only. and you could see everything that's going on there's From nothing to hide yeah, yeah that you know when i do the videos it's everything is there it's the to complete cast and catch whatever whatever it is i'm not blocking any views out Mm -hmm. you know it is what it is you still got to come up and catch the fish did you get shit for that uh, when you do your cast to catch or from people no no hey it's it's, i don't believe them or you know what what has happened over the years is is it's a five-year cycle we have guys that show up a couple three four five and they get hot and heavy and they fish for five years and then they disappear and then another group steps in and and i've seen i've been there for 37 38 years fishing this lake you yeah. know so um i've been always the last man standing they've all disappeared they've all been gone <laughs> and then what happened is i s- had all my video and I made sure that I showed everybody my catches, especially the lifeguards, to verify everything. And I release them on video each time they're caught, and they're all put away. But uh, what happened is, is the lake didn't get got canceled on trout stocks because of the lawsuit. Okay, so the lake. What was, lawsuit is that? I, I don't it, know. There was a big lawsuit about any lake that drained into the 
the river system that went into the ocean. They had to stop and evaluate it. Okay. And we've been okay, but we got we got to build a fence, but they haven't done it yet. But there's still 10-pounders to be had. But before, there was probably world record bass swimming in there. Because I know I've hooked a, a couple of them two, three times throughout my life that I know were in the in the low 20s, somewhere oh in there. God. They're way, way – I let one go that was 16 pounds next to the dock, and the one that swam out under the dock to look at it when it swam away made it look like a baby. Oh, my God. So, and I've seen that a few times there. Yeah. But as time went on, I never wanted to put the videos out – and promote myself or anything like that because I really didn't care. They were just for me. And Kenny Huddleston from Huddleston Company wanted to put some up for his bait so yeah. people could see. Yeah. And as time went on, it got to be an addiction. It got to be a job. I'd I'd go out fishing. I'd catch a 10-pounder. I'd put it on the tape. I'd go home. Okay? I'd go out fishing <laughs> at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, catch one by two, put it in the can. I'd go home. And that's what I did. And I, I just amassed so many tapes i have two two steel cases full of them that are full of big catches and these are all dv tapes vhs tapes. they're all high eight tapes oh wow. now i'm burning the good stuff you know because <laughs> times have changed and i've learned how to how to use that and i'm not savvy with this kind of stuff but 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 enough said is the if i figured if there's a time for me to check out it's it's now because the i'm not hurting anybody that's fishing the lake and I'm not going to damage my own fishing because um, I've already done the damage. And you can come on up and you can fish, but those fish are not there like they used so to be. So what you're saying, check out, like, I'm done trying to, to, to... I'm done keeping it a secret. Okay. What I ended up go. what I ended up doing is I got a hold of the depths bait, the 250. Yes. Okay? What, and, what year was this? Um, God, I really can't remember. I want to say it was... 10 or something like that okay you know it's such a blur when you get older because just time flies and and i'm not concerned about that stuff yeah. but i, I this the, the if we ever get into the story how i got the depths in my hands and everything you know i was one of the first and i made sure i kept the dang thing qu as quiet as possible <laughs> which was easier than which right? was easy <laughs> i could go to any lake i wanted to and catch 10 pound bass almost at will wow and i documented teeners and and 10 pounders okay and what happened was, is there was a website uh, forum called Swimbait Nation. And with Huddleston, I got free baits and things like that. And I thought, that's a pretty good legacy. You know, everybody sees my videos, and I, I got a little bit of a legacy when I move on. Yeah. Well, then I got the depths. Well, the depths was the golden egg for the summertime for me. There was a time in the middle of summer when during the day it was tough to get bid on a HUD or any other bait to catch double digits. Well, the depths was the goose that laid the golden egg. It got them in the hottest of days. It it fooled them. And I most of those fish are all caught in July, August, September, okay. October. Really hot days. Middle of the afternoon, you know, like you know, I like to fish calm days, you know, and moon phase. I we can get into that eventually. Yeah. But, but I documented all this stuff. Then I said to myself, God, I'd sure like to have a video made. Yeah. You know? So I went to an ISE show, and I they said, well, you need – Depths is supposed to be here. So I went to the booth, and there's a guy named Matt Pano, and he's the importer for Depths, and he's from Optimum. Mm -hmm. And I met him in his booth, and I said, is Mr. Okamura here? 
And he says, no, they don't, they don't come. I'm a representative. And I go, well, well, my name's Butch, and I have some tapes I'd like to show you, and, and maybe they can make a video for me or something. And he goes, well, why don't you leave me your tapes, and I'll give them to you. And I said to myself, I ain't leaving you my tapes. You're just a frick. You're a freaking kid, man. I don't trust you. Know, you man. I don't. I don't trust you. I don't even know who you are. I want to take the tapes to the hotel room with the owner and show him what I got. So, yeah. so I moved on, and then a uh, the guy that owns Black Dog, Jeremy Anderson. Yeah. Well, he hit me up and he says, Butch, he goes, he goes, my buddy is the importer for Depths and you, you, Matt Pano, and I'm like, Matt Pano again. Okay, <laughs> so, so now you got a little bit of validation. Yeah. Okay. So then. Um, we ended up, I ended up hooking up with Matt Pano through a, a, f- a friend of mine who sort of represented me at the time. Okay. And he, uh, he could talk branding and this and that and, and money and, and, and that's, I didn't know any of that kind of so, stuff. So you had someone, how, were you getting a lot of offers at this time from no, different? No, no, there was, you just didn't want to deal with it. No, I didn't. I wasn't looking for anything. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I, I, I'm a fisherman. You <laughs> yeah, know, I do, yeah. I do my damage with this yeah. and, and that's how it works. So anyways, we meet up with Matt and he, cause he kept telling me, Butch, you need to play this into something. You need to do something. And I, I said, well, if I have, uh, one last stand this is this is probably in in my lifetime you know um because there's only so only so many special baits that come along yeah. and i can only think of, of four game changers in in my lifetime that that for swim baiting that that came into play uh-huh. so then we meet with matt and my guy's telling him yeah butch is con- it's got this color he made out of yours and and this and that. And then, then Matt goes, well, what do you think of the depths videos? And I go, they suck. And he goes, why? I go, well, you don't see him catch the fish. You see him swing. You see him hold the net. You see him like this, but you don't see the cast and catch. I go, all of mine's cast and catch. Yeah. And he goes, uh, okay. He goes, uh, well, what do you want? And I said, I had to think. I said, well, I, I just wanted to video made <laughs> that's all i wanted you know i didn't want money i didn't want anything and then my guy steps in and he goes well he wants a royalty he wants a salary and he's like huh and he goes yeah he wants a royalty for each bait well how much does he want for each bait blah 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 huh that's crazy he says well he can change the whole industry yeah so anyways gave the tapes to matt they went to Japan. Two weeks later, Matt calls. Mm-hmm. The Japan people said, give him whatever he wants. Wow. So, so it was it, a, it's a great deal for it you. It <laughs> doesn't get any easier for a guy that that didn't want to do anything. I don't have all I have to do is go to the Fred Hall show and speak, and that was a little tough at the beginning, because I'm a drywall contractor. That's what I am. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um so Hold Anyways, on, real quick, let me just fix that mic. It's right in your face. <laughs> so let me just bring it down. And do it like this. Like that. Just so I don't want a big mic in your face. A there you go. Yeah. Perfect. Keep going? Yeah. Keep Anyways, going. I uh, got on Swimbait Nation, and when the bait was ready to be made, and I was ready to put it out there because I kept it quiet. And I bought everything off of eBay, so nobody even got a shot at it. You know, and when I, you were so when the bait was ready to be made, did you have help 
designing everything like redesigning it my color yeah the first one i i looked at their colors other than their carp and then i repainted them into our trout pattern because the japanese trout doesn't look like our trout Mm -hmm. and my bait my bait looked really good and i i just cloppered the the 15 pounders the 12 pounders the 14 pounders you know so i got on the internet and i said i'm gonna post a video cast and catch each night for the next two weeks of a teener getting caught on this bait that's coming out the depths 250 which brown uh trout color flash trout did you have a uh, like a, a newspaper or something every day or something like that what do you mean newspaper like to put up on the no, but nope. you know when the depths bait was made, so you know. Okay, yeah. You know, it, well, no, it no, was that's, only, that's it, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I do just, that on, on other stuff. You know, I'll hold up a magazine with a date no, on that's, it. Or, that, I mean, that's yeah. like I've seen you do that. That's yeah. why I asked that. It, well, yeah. it, you know, it, 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 when I started doing that stuff, it, you know, I wasn't really into that, um, you know, like I'm going to go out and be somebody. You know, it was just for me. So there was no reason for me to show a date or anything. Until but I do leave the timer calling, on. Calling bullshit and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyways, I did this for two weeks. Then I got a call from the moderator. And he said, man, he says, there's 7,000 guys waiting for you to make a post again tonight. And he says, this is just off the hook. Well, lo and behold, you know, the bait is going to be debuted at the Bassathon. And we're going to release the baits there. Well, the first batch of baits that came in um, for me, which was only 30, and that was a big order for Matt, Mm -hmm. I got all of them. Wow. They're all mine. Yeah. Okay, and I still have them to this day. (laughs) And I give a few out to charities and things like that, but uh, they're special. Yes. The second batch was like, I think, three or 400 baits, and we released them at at the Bassathon. The anglers? At, uh, yeah, Anglers Marine. Yeah. And the people in line went all the way around the block that morning. And I'm like, God, there's a lot of people here today. And I've never been to a show. You're just I, like, this, you just thought it was for a show. Yeah. You didn't know it was for your yeah. <laughs> I was with Huddleston for a little bit, but I could yeah. leave at 9 o'clock to go fishing. And, and I was just there because I'm good friends with Kenny. But yeah. here I was going to pass out baits. So we find out that everybody's waiting to come in and get one of the baits. So all of a sudden the door opens up. And I got my camera on, and this mass is coming at us. <laughs> like a Walmart yeah. video. <laughs> and it's, they don't know where we're at, so they're all confused. They're everywhere, and it's just hands, and you're handing baits, and it's 200 baits a day Shit. You know, we're giving out. And they're gone in three minutes. You know, I mean, everything is gone. And I'm like, wow, that was crazy. And I go, I wanted to post this tonight, but it's so ugly, I can't post it. <laughs> And guys were coming in saying they were in line at four in the morning and they didn't get a bait oh because they God. got cut off. So then we, I would go ahead and get them a bait. So I was like, this is bad. So I called my wife and she made numbers from one to 200 and she put a stamp on there. She works at a school, so she knows how to do this yeah. stuff. So when I got there in the morning, I made it a point. I went in line and I went down each person and I said, what do you want? I'm here for a Butch Brown Depths bait. Okay, here's a number. I go, go in and shop all you want. Bring that to my booth, and you can get a bait. And I went through there till I was out of the 200 numbers. Wow. And then... It, Which is it, a it was super civil. cool thing for you yeah, to make it, it civil. Was, that was it really was cool. civil. I didn't want to be attached to that. Yeah. So then all that went, and then the dust settled, and I sat back. And I've had to work my ass off my whole life for in drywall and everything yeah, I've got. Yeah. And I sat back, and I said, man... 
I just made a lot of money in five minutes. <laughs> I go, I get how you can make money without doing these. Yeah, yeah. So then it all just evolved from there, you know, as far as the cast and catch videos and 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 working with depths, and then I, you know, work with them and create new colors for the market for mm-hmm. the U.S. people, and they're only sold in the United States. And now they're in all the shops. They're sold out immediately every time we get the orders. Wow. And then I got recently got, uh, you know, uh, Swimbait Underground wanted to collaborate with me and make a golden shiner color, which is going to come out in about a month. Uh-huh. And then Bass Brigade's making a color. So here I am, just a, just a guy who put a camera in his boat, a Sony Hi8 Handycam, <laughs> yeah. and filmed fishing and... Didn't care about any, didn't even know how to, what a email was, didn't even know what the internet was until my worker told me and showed me that, hey, your video's on T on this. Yeah. And it all to this, then I had, now I've had to learn it all, but uh, it all came from just pure passion. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm trying, I want to parlay my one catch into a career. So trying to be famous off something. You yeah. Just, which you I know? think is a good point of view to say because, uh, that's kind of the thing nowadays is maybe showing your your catch and yeah your- they they get one or two catches and then they they want to uh, parlay it into a big career and get sponsors and this and this i go dude there's 300 <laughs> 400 fish over 10 pounds on tape in this in this yeah. one shelf right here i go that's the homework so i feel like what i ended up doing was setting the bar for, for what people should do what people need to start doing you know and i've never made apparel no i've never done this even though one of my uh deals with depths was that i was to get a website okay and they hired a guy and he made a beautiful website it's beautiful <laughs> yeah okay well it still has the brick wall in front of it because I've never activated it. You know where I have the the Facebook, the Twitter, yeah. the, the all the the product for sale in this. It's it's it, my when I'm ready to do it, I can activate this and and do things. But life is so simple right now. I can still go fish, and I can still enjoy everything. And I don't care if people watch me, you know, because I'll catch fish behind them. Yes, you know, I have certain ways of fishing the bait and certain ways of rigging it that you know. And uh, so you don't even care much about giving away spot or I don't like care. that because you. You have it figured out differently. I don't have to protect anything. Yeah. You know, I could could care less. I'll go someplace else. It's like I used to tell them when they'd be throwing 30-pound line with the dips. I says, well, tie me me 20 feet back behind your boat, and I'll fish your used water. And by the time the day's over, I'll have more and bigger fish than you. (laughs) Because I fish a certain kind of hook on the bait. And I do things a little bit different, yeah. you know. And I got a lot of confidence, and that that's that's a big deal is 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 having the confidence in the bait. Um, but uh, yeah, but uh, like I said, the, it, it, going back, the damage of me putting it out there and destroying my fishery. Um, well, the fishery was already on a demise. It, I already waited till it took its toll. I watched the fish shrink. I watch them eat 
other fish. You know, I watched the demise of, of this trophy bass fishery all because they, they wanted to change the stocking rules. Yeah. And then that was when I was thinking, well, maybe I'll move up to Clear Lake or maybe I'll go to New Malonas or whatever. And then yeah. my wife told me, she says, we can't leave yet because the kids are all still in school. <laughs> and she looked at the pie chart and she said, nope. She says, once they're all gone, then you can figure out what you want to do. And yeah. I'm sort of in that position now, you know, Texas is an option, you know, all these things are options. You know, I get rod offers, you know, let's make a rod, you know, and collaborate in this. And, and it's like, you know, um, if I'm attached to something, I want it to be successful. I don't yes. want a one shot wonder. I'm, it's not about the money. You know, it's like I can have all these sponsors for line, for reels, for rods. Do you feel like it's more about building your legacy to, to say this? But to me, as a way of going, I don't just support anyone. I support what I back. Like what I, oh, I think this is quality. This is what I think is the stuff. Yes. Yeah. Only what I fish. Yes. And what I believe in. I learned after doing the first Fred Hall show. They and this was new to me. They said, think of some catchy things, you know, and, and just talk about the swim baiting. And then uh, if you run out of things to say, talk about line and reels and rods. Okay. So I did the first show. Okay. The first whatever days. Yeah. And then I had taken the brand name Psycho Butch. Okay. That was the name. S-I-K-O Butch. Okay. That was the brand that I was following. Well, People were coming up to me after the show going, hey, Psycho, or a, a white guy would go, hey, Seiko, what's up, man? And I'm like, Seiko? I go, this is like the watch commercial when I was a kid. I go, I don't want, that's not me. I go, Kenny Huddleston asked me when in the younger days, he says, Butch, you're going to go someplace here. He says, let me get you a domain name. Think about it. Let me help you. Well, I came up with Swimbait 24-7. I own that name. Yeah. Okay. And that was always in my heart, that if I ever had something, I would keep that. And I got this psycho thing going. And and after the first year, I was like, I don't like, I don't like this, okay? I don't like it. So I went back to Matt Pano, and I told Matt, we had a meeting, and I said, Matt, I said, you know, I don't, he goes, what's the matter? I said, I don't like that name, Psycho Butch. And I said, you know, I, I got to wonder if it's all worth it, because I gave up my little secret and now everybody is catching fish everywhere and i said on top of that there's guys that never were out there before that are catching the fish on the bait that are making themselves famous over the bait okay well and i already did, I did, is, the, uh, I did the homework for these guys do okay? you feel like those guys give you credit not really really oh no if this is how it's always been are you serious i, I mean i would think like no you know there's got no are there some guys that you kind of um it's it, let me put it this way yeah okay what inspired you to catch big bass hmm okay well butch brown has always had videos out there catching big swim bait fish what do they say mike long it's like <coughs> are you kidding me he's a bed fisherman but at the same time he was he more okay I this? knew okay, what but, was going but, oh, on. No, not not that, but wasn't he a little more uh, out in the public than you? You were kind of like holding back, so oh, it's like. But it, they're into cast and catch. If you think about it, to this day, cast and catch is what they're all about. Yeah. Well, who's the first one on the scene? 
I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. They just don't no, want to no, put. Are, they are, don't want to put the credit where the credit is due, and that's fine. Yeah, but you know, you gotta, I think what you're the way I, I I'm taking you in as meeting you is you don't want to be the limelight guy. Almost, you're kind of like I like what I'm doing. I'm not going to go do a photo shoot with just everybody and their mom, and I'm not going to put up videos, you know, all the time. So people are seeing Mike Long all the time mm-hmm. do this now. At the time when this whole thing happened, Mike Long had some pretty big records at Lakes too, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. So, I mean, that could be the thing is they seen something like that. So they're like, oh. True. We we like Mike but, Long. But, I mean, some of the stuff you put up with fucking the, the amount of fish is like amazing, you know? You know, you got to stop and think, okay? Uh, there's guys that were bed fishing Mission Viejo. There was guys bed fishing all of San Diego. Mm-hmm. And every spring, they're holding big bass that they caught on a swim bait. Okay, which that was odd to me, mm-hmm. but then the, there's ones that are proclaimed bed fishermen. So when okay. you so to, so to me, can you explain the? I've heard this. So when you say bed fishermen, sight fishermen. So they're throwing big swim baits over these no, beds. No, no, they don't eat eat it like that because no. I've I've played with them before. They fish pitch a jig in there and things like that, but you never see the videos of this stuff. Okay, so let's just put this in perspective. The movie star is in the house. The movie star is on the bed. But you can't turn that camera on to show me how you caught that. Yes. But yet, after the catch is made, you got all these pictures of releasing it and holding it and all this. But there's no spot to be discovered because you're zooming in yeah, on, on, on a little bed, spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I knew there was something fishy because when I would go to San Diego and I'd walk the shore and we'd go camping once in a while at Jennings and I'd go cruiser, cruise to Dixon and stuff. And in the spring, I would watch how these people were were doing it and they were snagging fish on beds. And, and I knew that it was going to take. But when you're saying sna- like snagging, you mean like putting like a, a uh, jig head white so you can snag them in their mouth the, the big pe- difference in snagging yeah. the side of a fish the, the right? yeah. people i saw just had a trouble hook and they, they were just <laughs> regular they watched somebody else do it so then they started doing it and they had to figure oh, it out man. from somebody else but yeah. it you know it, that, but that's their problem and yeah. that's their that's their, their thing i wanted everything to be legit and honest that's why when i show a cast and catch it goes from beginning to end and i'll even leave the timer and then i said to myself okay when i get done with every catch i'm going to do a 360 in the boat after the fish is in the well to show that there's nobody around me because there's a peanut gallery that will pick at everything you do okay and then at the end i lock the tape put it away and then it when i get ready to release the fish then i put the tape back in and i let the fish all together and then it's a complete package and it's all set and put away so how many of these videos do you have you think at least 400 just sitting there. Yeah. Have you started transferring them to hard drives and stuff? No, I tried. Oh, you got to. What if something happens to that yeah. footage? Well, man? that's the thing is, I, I keep asking everybody. I go, "What is uh, digitize mean?" And no one can tell me. You got it. You know, I asked Ben the other day. I asked a couple other people. I asked my neighbor works for Disney, and he, you know, and he 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 thought he could hook me up with something and help me. But there's so much of it that it's not. Oh, something- it's gonna take. You can't put that in a legacy box and send it in. You know what I mean? No, you got to do it yourself. You're going to have to get a card. uh, You have to get an output on the camera and just do the man hours. But you got to, I'm sure someone might even help you do it because if you lose that, if something was to happen, say lose the, that would be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing you should definitely, and I mean, yeah, you got to, it's kept in a controlled area, but, but, but I already know that that's on my mind. 
um, at something that is a priority. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, and then, then I learned that that's sort of probably how Shay does it, but he, you can take that and then once it's digitized, then you can enhance it and clean it up and yep. make it right. Yes, yes. But I always made sure that I put the timer on there because if anybody copied it or something that's embedded in there, you know, like I got a couple videos where I catch uh, five over ten in seven casts. <laughs> well, I leave the timer on there so you could see the whole thing lasted Which maybe ten minutes. Yeah. You know, so there's no like I I I turned this on later and I turned it on later. You know, or um, you know, I I always made sure that 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 I tried to cover my bases and and when somebody comes back at me with something, which when you become sort of popular you you that comes with you get shit comes on. with yeah, it yeah it's gonna and happen. i like to be able to throw it right back at them you know i like to catch a fish the next day and then p- put their name in yeah, there yeah. you know and say this is from yesterday <laughs> blah 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 you know and i just that's you, just sort of the way i like to roll <laughs> do you have any guys that did give you credit that you mentored a little bit like that have done pretty good um well, they're, because they're not the in the limelight, is, no. but I've taught a lot of guys the right way to fish, what to look for, yeah. that, have, that, have, that have all been successful. I got a kid up north right now um, named Zach, and I'm trying to mentor him a little bit, Great. but I'm giving him a little space right now because he asked so many questions, and I, I put it all in there that he needs to go experience it a little bit before I keep going with it. Time with on the water. Kind but of there's a few of those, um, but I kept myself without you know being with a lot of people you know like you know i'm 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 you know i'm your friend i'll be everything is cool and stuff but i I don't break bread with you i don't eat with you you know strictly fishing and and then you know there's there's things sometimes i see things on the internet from these certain people um and it's it almost feels like it's a code and i can't decipher what they're talking about you know, and and they're talking about the bait or me or something, and you know that's that's the good thing about uh, Facebook is <laughs> I push a button and I don't Delete. have to see you anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you? You're not benefiting me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've never done anything wrong to to these some of these people, but yet I got to hear their some of their stuff and yeah and and you know i'm a i'm a contractor you know i'm in i was in the construction business that's the, that's so i know how thing. to deal yes. with what what i need <laughs> i don't sit back and say you know well you know like like i got approached and i i get it now okay, okay? i was very jealous at the beginning with everybody coming on the scene especially when they're making themselves popular with a bait that i just put out there with all this video what year was this happening like when people were probably like 12 13 tw- okay. somewhere in there but uh, I learned that to just sit back and take a deep breath and just let it ride. Because at one time, one of the guys told me, he says, he says, we all feed off of each other, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've always had my own path and my own direction. And that's what I did. And that's how I got to my place. And that's where I'm, I'm at in life. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to feed off of what you're doing to achieve what I've achieved, so you're so you're saying you don't need a guy to catch a bigger fish than you to go out. No, Motivation. but it it just yeah. took me a little time being an old schooler to understand wh- where they're coming from. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and you need to you need to be a melting pot. You know what I mean? Everybody sort of needs to get along and be be cool and everything, especially after dealing with the Fred Hall shows and meeting all the kids and the moms and the people. And, and and getting back to about the Fred Hall show and then and and doing the speaking, the next year what I ended up doing 
is I decided I'm just going to go up there and I'm going to talk to this all these people about what I do, what I've experienced, how I do it, what I believe, and it would be no different than sitting, having you pull up behind me with your boat and then talking to you about fishing for the day and yes. what happened last week and the yeah. week before. And I found that if you come out and you're just flat out honest about everything, you know, what you believe, you're, you know, in the way of sponsorships and, you know, you know, and things like that, that, you know, here I am, I don't have all this fancy shirt. You got your Dickie you shirt know. on, man, your work shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a double X now, but it's real comfortable. Um, but... Uh, you know, I don't have to be a flashy, big, big yeah. flashy pitcher up there. I'm Butch Brown. I'm a L.A. County guy. I did all this damage in, within 70 miles of this, this center. And if I speak the truth and I tell you the truth, well, when you come up to my booth and you say, Butch, remember you told me about the moon phase and this? or You're never going to trip me up because it's the truth. You can never get tripped up if you always just tell what you believe and what the truth is yeah. if you start making up stuff then you're going to get tripped up yeah you know and then you're going to go did i say that <laughs> did i did i say right. that that when you take a cast sometimes the bass follow the shadow and they're waiting at the end to eat it ah, i don't remember saying that you know so you know but i see things that are written that that i think are written more for the article than they are for the reality of it you know, and it's, yeah. it's like I have a friend that is a biologist that fishes with me. His name is Fumio. Okay. He's a good fisherman, very good fisherman. And uh, he hadn't caught many 10-pounders when I first met him, but the nicest guy, the Japanese people are the nicest yeah. people in the world. And uh, he sat with me a few times, and he's, he reads all this stuff, you know, and he sat there and he says, man, he goes, everything that's written about these big bass and stuff is completely opposite of what you do. And I looked at him and I said, Fumi, I said, there's no biologist out there. Yeah. There's no fishing guy out, guy out there yeah. that's going to tell me what, how, and why big fish feed and when to get them because I've already learned it, experienced it on the water. They haven't even probably caught a 10-pound bass, but they're writing all these articles. I said, I catch all my fish between 2 o'clock or between 9 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Always. the majority of them. Oh, and when I keep track of the moon, for the last 30 years, when I catch a big bass, I look up at the moon phase, and generally, it's not visible. doesn't matter if it's quarter, half, full, yeah. whatever. It's, it's not visible. Okay, it either just went down, or it's about to come up, or, it's, or, or it went down a while ago. That's when I get busy swim baiting. Okay, I'm talking swim baiting big bass. I don't talk about four pounders or five pounders. That's that's when I get busy, and that's when I get probably 95% of my my big fish is when I put all that together. Mm -hmm. You know, and some of the most phenomenal years were like like the hail bop year. You know, these these anomalies. Mm -hmm. One year with Kenny Huddleston, I had 128 over 10 pounds in one year. <laughs> oh okay. That was in nine months. Wow. They came down, Bassmaster, or Kenny Huddleston came down from Oregon to, to lip the 100th one. And I had it the first cast. And the best we were able to do was eight pounds in three days because it was in the middle of summer. You can fish from daybreak till about eight o'clock, and then you're you're turning into a lobster. And when you're from up in Oregon, you need to get off the water because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna get burned. Yeah. And so Bassmaster did the article, 
And I'll be honest with you, I don't do many articles for anybody, mm-hmm. okay? I did a few at the beginning, okay? But I like this because I can speak what I want to speak, and, and you can hear what I've got to and say. We've got a timeline. We've got timers. Yeah. You know, like a... Exactly. But these guys, they would... They would say, "We oh, we you know, you got 128 over 10 pounds in this month, this amount of time, and uh, we're we want to put you in Bassmaster magazine." Okay, well then I finally get the magazine. Okay, and here they got Mike Long talking about his fish. Okay, but he's never caught that many in one year. Anybody swim baiting, yeah. and then somebody else is mentioned, and then there's me in the back, the guy that's documented 128 of them. Period. But it's like it it downplays you, and you're like, this is a bunch of this is a bunch of crap, you know, because they're these writers aren't listening to what what the you know I mean think of anybody but that's it, done but at it. the same time Bassmaster they're sponsored by they they drive off sponsors True. right so who were you sponsored by at the time but nobody okay that could be and, a reason, but I though. couldn't speak like if I could speak without any evidence. Then I would have been right up on the top of the page. But if you would have had ten sponsors, you probably would have been in the front. That would be the you know. So yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It's it's like it, it's just, it's discouraging to tell, yeah, no, to explain yeah. somebody, and then after they talk to you for five minutes, they go, "Oh, oh, great! That's we got enough right here, and we'll go ahead and we'll write this up." And you're like, "You, you, you don't even know how it started. <laughs> what's this or what's that?" Yeah. And then the other time was a hundred. I had a hundred and seven. Was my other time I broke over a hundred. Yeah. And that was b- between a HUD and the depth two fifty because I really did some damage on mm-hmm. that, and uh, and that. Didn't really go anywhere, but uh, the the one of the things that that started at, at the beginning is there was a show called uh, Bass. I think it was Bass Central, mm-hmm. and it used to be on in the morning. Well, Kenny Huddleston got the call. They 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 knew I had the largest bass ever caught on video, and they wanted to air it on the show in the morning. Okay, mm-hmm. so I got this seventeen pound bass on video. And they want to uh, they want to air it, okay? So Thanksgiving's coming around, and the week they're supposed to air it, they can't air it because they got something the something else is going on. So then I go out fishing and I catch about a fifteen and a half, and I look right at the camera after I catch it, and I want to I just hold it up there and I go have a happy Thanksgiving, Bass Bass Central and Byron <laughs> Verbeck and everybody. This is Butch Brown. So now I got two of them of the biggest fish ever caught live cast and catch. So then they couldn't do it over Thanksgiving. So here it is getting close to Christmas. I go out again. I get another one that's around 16, 17 pounds. And I said, I just want to wish everybody at Bass Center Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. My name's Butch Brown. Uh, This is how you do it on a Huddleston. And then one morning, me and my wife wake up and they tell us they're going to air it. And uh, sure enough, they... They played it up good, and then they they showed all three of those fish get caught. And to me, that was, you know, at the time of my life, that was like, wow, you know, geez, man, I wonder what happens. You know, that's a legacy. <laughs> then friends saw that and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And then oh, they, they, really they, cool. They, they they sent me a little copy of it. Yeah, and, you know, but that was sort of like getting into the beginning of maybe the legacy kind of thing yeah you know for me so the the other question i have myself is you didn't learn this from anyone right no okay 
And when did you start getting these big ones? Like what age? I mean, how old were you when you really start started beating up the lagoon? You know, like hey, I'm coming to for even it, you know? even when I fished the northerns at Casitas and and Sherwood, uh, I always caught the bigger fish. Mm-hmm. You know, I always was intrigued with catching the you know the bigger ones, and um, and then once I got to the lagoon, I would have to say it was about seventy seven on a Shannon twin spin that I used to fish at Sherwood and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, that's when I got my first 10-pounder, and I pretty much never looked back from there. But but I've got a 7- and an 8-pounder back in the 60s as a kid on that Shannon spinner out of Big Bear. Wow. I got a 7- and an 8 one day right at what is Big that Bear exactly? Marina. I don't, I don't even know what a Shannon spinner is. It's a twin spin okay. uh, spinner bait with a bucktail back in the day with uh-huh. a pettigo pork rind and and it was very very effective for me but i learned that you can go i, I tried the tournament stuff yeah and it was like a bunch of old ladies complaining <laughs> yeah i watched the guy get disqualified because he had his pig and jig hanging over the side of the oh. boat in the marina while he was getting a soda and the other guy said that he's fishing in the marina He's got his line in the water, and that guy had to get disqualified because that guy made it. And I was thinking, how petty is this? Yeah. You know, and I watched how they they are your friends, but that behind your back, they're looking for something that they can disqualify you with, <laughs> or they're talking behind your back, you know? Yeah. And I let, this is not this is not the scene for me, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I said, uh, you know, I'm just going to do my thing for the big fish. And, and when you think about it, you can go out and you can catch – a limit a 20 pound limit you can catch a 25 pound limit and when you go home that night okay it's a it's a beautiful limit yes. i mean let's not say let's call it short but at dinner and maybe the next morning at work <clears throat> you you say you talk about what you did i go but if you go out there and you catch a 10 pounder or you catch a teener well you're never going to forget it your whole life Okay, and you're going to talk about it for two, three weeks, and it's going to come up again in six months. And if you burn it on cast and catch, you can literally watch that video in 10 years of exactly what happened. And and that's what happened with me is I was able to watch my videos and see what I was doing wrong in landing them. uh, Almost like a like a like a it's a sport. It it was like, you know, like. The, the professional sports will look at videos and go, oh, look what I did right there. It mentored me yeah, into being yeah. a better fisherman because, you know, when I get out there, I've, I have my net in the same spot, and it's in a special place, and it's propped up a certain way, and, and it's a fast net, a single-man fast net. The, the, the problem I see a lot of guys have nowadays is they buy these big $100 nets, and it's all they can do to handle it to net their fish and they're beautiful they're gold and they're this and they're that <laughs> but you need a fast net if you're a swim baiter because you only have so many jumps before that lure is going to come flying out yes. i've been there i got it on tape man <laughs> so the net is always there and yes. i always said to myself never ever put a coke never put a rod never put anything on that side of the boat and when you hook a fish automatically in your brain that, and that's the side I have to to land the fish on too. And I know there's a good side and a bad side, you know. And for me, it's it left hand in the net. So 
as soon as I hook that big one, and it's a big one, and it's coming, and I know I've only got so much time, and I try to keep him down, I keep him, when I set the hook on those big ones, and I know he's big, I just keep them winding, so when they're coming at me, they can't turn and dig and go down. The minute you let off, he's going to go down, he's going to find a bush, he's going to find a rope, he's going to do something. Yeah. If you keep them coming... And then don't let off until he gets next to the net. That's when he's going to go nuts on you. Mm -hmm. But if you already are in the motion, okay, when he's digging and you're getting ready to pull him up, you've already got that net and he's going to come flying out of the water. Boom, he's right in the net. Muscle and memory all, if you every watch, time, yeah. If, if you watch the videos, I man, it's, it's just a couple of seconds, man, from the time I touch yeah. that net to the time I yeah. get him in. You know, and I have bloopers good bloopers <laughs> you know I, I i thought i had enough line to pull them up and realized i got up drop the net and reel down even more Fuck. you know i got i got them where they they just threw the hook right there at the boat you know i got oh, bloopers man. up the gazoo you break rods over that ever no but i treat my rods uh if you look at the videos i throw my rods down when i'm done i don't you know, I'm not the guy that puts the sheath over it. I, I use my equipment, you know, and, and you can tell. And yeah. I, I use the same stuff year in and year out. Wow. I don't chase the 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 the, the newest and the greatest. You know, I fish a Shimano 400B still to this day. I beef it up a little bit with some burrito bearings and some nicer handles. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they cast really, really nice. It's a workhorse. It never lets me down. The rods, uh, you know, I was fishing a Loomis, but now Depp supplies me with some nice rods okay. that, I, that I'm comfortable with. And if I had to buy them, I couldn't afford them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're $800 rods probably. Yeah. But, you know, I treat them no different than a Zebco. When I get done with my fish and he's in the net, you know, I just toss it to take my Ray-Bans, throw them on the ground, and then I get into the camera and do my thing. Yeah. Because I'm so pumped up, even though I was a 50, 40, 50, and now I'm a 60-year-old man, there's nothing that you can imitate when you catch a teener or a 10, the amount of excitement that's in you when you actually know it's on film and you've got that fish up there, it's it's the adrenaline, it's everything. When you stage something, you can see in the eyes that it's not there. Really? I can tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've, even even me, I'll, I have to be honest with you, I've caught a fish, look back, <sighs> fuck, battery's dead. Son of a bitch. Oh, I forgot, to, I forgot to rewind the tape when I came through here. I had, that's why I had to be diligent about what I did. Is, is Every time I moved from here to there, I had to rewind that tape. Okay, and then I had to have the extra batteries, you know, and rewinding the tape, you know, it takes a few minutes too, yeah. you know, and then sometimes you decide to push it to the limit, and then you look back and the little red light's going off, <laughs> and there's nothing in the screen, and I've you're like, it. I've done it doing Shit. this, that's why you guys it's will see horrible. a shaky video, because I'm like, oh, I can yeah. see the fucking mic lock in yeah. his face, I gotta move that. Yeah, but and then, and then you, you catch the fish, and you're like, son of a, oh man, it's been a long time, I really wanted that one. Yeah. And then you hook them on, and you hold them in the water, and then you pull them in like you're netting it and then you look back at the video and you can clearly see it's it not ain't, ain't going to fly that that is not that excitement is not in there you know i get what you're saying because i mean i've had podcasts where we i like drinking beer and a lot of the guests like to drink beer. i'm right there with you buddy so, so i had some guys come on before where they drink too much and they had to redo it no problem yeah but 
we're missing that little little thing from the first one. Yeah. There's a something a little thing, you know, where it's like it, it was a different like vibe, you know, like and 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 uh it was fine. The po- I love the podcast, but that first one when you first meet someone and you tell those stories, so sometimes it's hard like before when you came in yeah. I stopped you because I'm like, "Oh, I want to hear this." You can read the, the first passion, time, yes. The excitement yeah. and everything. And thank yeah. God it's early in the morning and we're not drinking the beers yet. <laughs> Cuz they told me you like beer too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not today. Just glad I, you I, got I drank up. enough. I drank enough this weekend yeah. at the show for the next uh, couple months. So. Yeah. But you know, when I started doing the video stuff, I had taken pictures Okay, like the 128. I had a scrapbook, and yeah. I would send them to Kenny every week. You know, till he and he sent me back the book. Oh, that's cool. And then he says, "You only have so many pants. You only have so many shirts. You only have so many shorts." He says, "He says after a while, he says you'll see what the peanut gallery does is they'll start comparing this fish yes. to that fish and this and that." And I said, "Really? They do that stuff? I'm naive. I didn't know this stuff." He goes, "Oh yeah." He goes, "You need to get a." You need to get a video camera, Butch. So I went down to Sears, and they had the Sony Handycam. And uh, another year, year uh, stamp. What what year was this? This this was early on. This would have been probably 05 or 06, okay. you know, somewhere in there. And I got it, and it was a dig- said digital, so I thought that was cool, you know. And then I, you know, I saw everybody used to use those little tapes, so I, I got it. Well, then I went to Kmart, and I bought one of those cheap pedestal seats, mm-hmm. you know, pedestals. And then what I did is I mount, I got a, a, a mounting bracket, and I mounted it on the back of the boat and took out the back seat. And then I put it on there, and I read the instructions that night because I got home late. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you put the tape in here, and that's the button you push to play. Yeah. And that's a rewind. Okay. Didn't know about a wide-angle lens. Didn't know about extra batteries. Didn't know about any of that stuff. Okay, and you know it's all new to me. Yeah. Okay. Got. Okay. Okay. So now I got this camera. Okay. And the viewfinder came out. So then I launched the boat and I got on the dock and I turned the viewfinder out like this and I jumped in the back of the boat and I'm looking and I go okay right there and I locked everything down and I'm like okay cool. So then I went out and I went fishing. And I had a follower the week before, a big one. Well, that was a 16-pound fish. I went out there. You know, I threw a 05 HUD. And I'm coming along. And the, sc- the camera's zooming in over here. And all of a sudden, you see the fish eat it right there. He eats it right on camera. Flops, fights, does everything. And I get the fish in. And then I'm looking at my camera going, God, I hope you saw me in there. I hope that's there. <laughs> I didn't even know that the viewfinder turned around so I could see myself. I didn't even go <laughs> yeah, that far yeah. in the instructions. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God. I, it's on, I got it on tape 20 minutes into this. Yeah. So I shut it all down, and I went home, and I was afraid to do anything that I would erase it. So I packed <laughs> it up, put the lock on it, like Kent, sent it back to Kenny, and then he, he had it, and he, he was all like so excited over it, and and that was the beginning. That's the first. The very first one. It's in black and white. Uh, I think it might even be on YouTube. See, I never put any of that stuff on, so there on is, YouTube. It is on YouTube. You're, so you're the biggest, what was your biggest catch, to cast to catch fish you have? 19.3. And that's on YouTube. That's on YouTube. That is the. That I, I was able to put on myself. That's the biggest. Yeah. You know of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The others were done by a guy named Steve Adams. So he posted those okay. because he was editing for Kenny. So he gets, you know, 
he gets the credit for that. I own the tapes. I have them at home, but he was the one that put them on yes. there. And so, you know, but some of them have well over a million hits. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but the 19.3 was caught. Uh, we had an hour to go. I just got there. It was after work. They'd stocked two days before. Mm-hmm. Shot down to the lake. I just wanted to fish one area. Stuck that fish. The hook came out when I was netting it. And then what you don't see, and you might see someday, is is a guy break down in tears. Really? From catching that fish. That's awesome, I got dude. on the phone with Kenny Huddleston. <laughs> I told him this is the biggest bass I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I was just tearing up. I was a mess. That's amazing. Dude. So That's I, awesome. I called my, called my worker, Rob. I said, I need you here. And he was in Simi Valley. Well, he made it there in 45 minutes. I was already slowly heading back to the ramp. We had one lifeguard on duty, Johnny yeah. Velasquez. And so I got to the dock. He goes, open the live well. And I lifted it up a little bit. And he goes, shut it. <laughs> so then Johnny shows up. And he, they, we have a certified scale up in the, up in the house that was donated by Steve Arkland okay. at the time. And it's a beautiful scale. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they have it anymore. Got the fish. Called my wife. You know, they put it in a... Rob put it in a bag, you know, we left, I left the camera on the back of the boat so you could see us getting off the dock with it, and we walked up, put her on the scale, really nice, got Johnny Velasquez, 19.3, 19.3, everything's centered, okay, let's get back down to the boat, um, then there's a guy that just started fishing by the launch ramp, he's tripping out, get the fish back in, you know, I take a couple pictures with it like this, my kids show up. The sheriff's coming in. He's going to, telling us that we got five minutes to get out. I get on the phone. It's right before the Fred Hall show. And I had just got done and got the phone numbers of the guys that were going to come and shock the for the Fred Hall show. Actually, they left. Okay. And it was juicy at Diamond Valley. And I said, hey, man. I said, I got a 19-pound bass right now in my live well at the after bay. I go, do you have access to send a truck down with a tank? Or I have a fray bill pen that I can get from somebody, and I can babysit him all night long. What's that? It's one of the, like a bait pen. Okay. You know, like a three-foot wide, you know, deep. You know how they are? Okay. And I said, uh, I I have access to one of those I can get from a friend. And I said, I can keep this bass alive until the truck gets down from me if you can call Fillmore or something so then they made a couple of phone calls and they got back to me you know with it real quickly and he says man he says we don't have any trucks that can be there to do anything uh we'd really like to have it at the Fred Hall show in the tank he says but you're you're gonna have to just go ahead and cut it loose man he says because we can't take a chance that she's gonna roll or die yeah. and so that was pretty much it I rolled off the dock gave the taped to my buddy and he's filming it and then i get up there and i set her in the water and and let her go and how did that feel putting that fish back pretty exciting was it but it was another time in my life where it's it's a fish it's a catch you know i'm not looking to take that to another level and proclaim that is my catch of a lifetime oh, legacy so, so you're it not, wasn't even in the car you're not trying to go this is what I work for, you know. This is just one of the things that I like doing. This is what I did. Yes, you yes. know. It, I, there, I never thought there'd be, you know, a future throwing swim baits or anything yeah, like yeah, that. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't in. It wasn't, you know, it didn't even dawn on me. Yeah. How until I started getting educated, how 
popular it is and it's getting with the younger groups oh, and stuff. Oh, it's huge now, you right? Know? I mean, I had no idea, you know. But th- that's where those other guys come into play because they they get things going and stuff. All I am, I guess, now after I got educated, <laughs> is I'm a goat. <laughs> And I pretty much set the bar. You didn't know what even that meant, right? No, I pretty much set the bar for the for the cast and catch, and and still to this day, when I look at all the teeners that I have posted versus what I see get put up on cast and catch, well, you can combine them all together, and there's still not as many as what I've got up. Yeah. When I go to the Fred Hall show, I have a tape that I made that I play on a monitor when I do the speaking, and it has 100-plus catches on that tape that the audience, and I tell the audience, you can watch this tape while I'm talking to you if you get bored, and here's 100 <laughs> catches, cast and catch, only edited a little faster so you could see what yeah, swim baits yeah. do. And I would let that tape roll. Well, then I'm looking at the Internet the other day, and I see one title on there, most 10-pounders on one video um on youtube ever and i'm ever and i'm thinking and i know who it is and i'm thinking okay well i guess you haven't seen this then i see another one where they reworded it largest bass documented on weight that's what i and i thought that was all in the wordings i thought that was the biggest that's what i thought i'm like oh i didn't know that i got several 17s on tape yeah you know um but i wasn't looking to promote myself for anything. I didn't need to do that. My fish was weighed on dry land and brought up to the scales, just like everything else. All my lifeguards still work there. They all will sign affidavits. You know, it's what I did. Has anyone challenged you on that size? No. 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 They can. No, I know, but I mean... I could care less. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. It's not a world record, okay? It might be a lake record, but it, yeah. that's all it is. And I said to myself, if I ever did catch the lake record, well, it's going home. It's not getting put back. You keep okay? that. Thing. You get it framed. I will keep or that. Get it. Get it uh, well, it, figure the fish has only got so much of its life left. Okay. Yeah. So here I let go a 22 pound, 22 and a half pound bass, world record bass. And then two weeks later, Someone in the same area, catch somebody it. catches it again. Okay, and they weigh it on a different scale. Okay, so now it's it's bigger, but we all know it's the same fish. Yeah. We all know there's one fish that was caught that's the same fish that was caught just a couple days prior. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, um, but I said, it will go home. I will take that fish, and I will put it on ice, and I will get on the internet, if because I was already internet savvy at the time. Anybody... Between this hour and this hour that contacts me, wants to come up and visually see the world record bass in its entirety, yeah. is can come up and see this. And, and that's how it will be. You know, there won't be any, you know, I waited at Ralph's Market and then I took it back and let it go. Yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, I, you know, I waited on my bathroom scale with me standing on it and calculated. There no. won't be any of that. If it's a world record, it's definitely it, yeah. going to go home. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no, no question about it. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. You can call me a killer, but if you think about all the bass I've ever caught <laughs> yeah. over all the hey, years, how many and, have you saved with all the live well stuff? You, yeah, you, you know, know I, mean, I clean them up. Every fish I catch, I clean up. That's a big one. Yeah, you know, and 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 I used to look for the spot. There's a black spot on the bigger fish and i don't know if it's an age spot i've asked biologists and stuff but they have a dot someplace on their body 
And uh, I always knew that that was the supreme gene, whether it is or it isn't, but in my belief, it is. So when I would catch like a pound and a half, six pounder, eight pounder, and it had that dot, man, he got treated like royalty. Yeah. Because I knew that that fish was going to probably be what, a giant. What's the uh, California state record? I th- well, it's it's all in discrepancy because it's because of all the shenanigans. Okay. You know, it's anywhere from twenty one to twenty two one. Which you one know? do you? Who do you think holds it yourself? Probably who Okay. His fish was twenty one. What lake something. is that out of? Castaic. Really? Yeah. There's been three twenties out of there, but that lake is done. It's over. Yeah. They got striped. They didn't have striper back then. Yeah. Stripers. Any lake to me <laughs> that has stripers won't have you know big big giant bass i mean diamond valley has enough bait in it that gets put in or trout but yet striper still keep them at bay but there's a lot of that fake 10 pound you know they're nine pounders they're eight pounders but they're not quite 10 yeah. you very rarely see one over 10 pounds yeah. or even even a teener for that i think john curry's dad yeah or uncle probably has that lake record and that was before the stripers actually took hold of the yeah, lake that's what he was when saying. those fish were, were were there roaming around the uh, castaic now didn't have the big quantities of stripers it, if somebody caught when it was like what did you get how big was it <laughs> yeah that big what does it look like you know now it's infested. huge right yeah. yeah so in my mind um you don't fish offshore for the big fish anymore on the high spots or anything because those stripers are roaming now if you're going to get a big one at one of these lakes it's going to be on a wall it's Mm going to be on a cliff you know because i found that like at pyramid castaic um places like that that those fish hug in and they usually live in a nook or cranny and they come out and they eat something and they go back in and and that's where they're going to be caught they're not going to be out in open water and 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 be competing with stripers whatsoever yeah and so those lakes i try to stay away from i have a couple lakes that i go to from my house now up north okay and i've i i always knew there was big fish in these lakes they're trout stock they don't have stripers and i pretty much the couple of guys that i know that fish those lakes i told them i said look I'm coming up there and I'm going to fish. Okay? I'm coming to I don't, get you. I don't want to fish with you. Okay. I don't want to know anything. Yeah. I'm going to come up and I'm going to fish myself and do my own thing. I'm going to have my camera in the boat, but I go, I just want you to know something right now. I'm not going to blow your stuff up. I'm not going to catch a fish and then put it on tape and have everybody come up because you guys fish this lake you have priority over me so out of respect you out of respect and i said someday like a mafia exactly (laughs) yeah someday you know in five years or six years yeah i might go ahead and put it out there but i said i won't put anything out you know yet or anything like that so don't i won't exploit your waters and they're probably fine about it they're all fine great yeah 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 and I i meet these guys at the dock you know and uh you know, and they're all cool. But like, I don't, when I go fishing, you know, I'm not the guy that waits for a phone call for somebody to say, hey, they're biting over here. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. It's, I don't want to know nothing. Unless, unless it's salt, right? Yeah. I go, I, unless yeah. it's salt. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> yeah. That helps. When the you're tuner going, are here, yeah. the tuner are you're here. You're going, you're going, yeah. right? Calico, that's different, yeah. man. They're bass. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to know anything. 
I don't, you know, I, I want to just be free to go out there. I don't want somebody yeah. pointing a finger at me and saying, yeah, Butch was fishing my water and he was doing yeah, this. Or or I mentioned petty. something about this bite and he's doing that. And it's like, I don't need that in my life. Yeah. I go, I can find my fish. I'll do my own thing. And I, I you know, like I said, I got my own path. I the, It was funny because these guys that do the tournament fishing at the at the lake, I know them all. You know, I even fished the night tournaments yeah. just to fish at night. And, and we always win one or get second, you know, in the four tournaments and get invited to the national championship <laughs> and, you know, and I got, I did, I, I said to myself, I says, well, I'll go to Havasu and fish Havasu. Yeah. So I go to Havasu. My guy can't fish, so I'm going to fish solo, but mm-hmm. we qualify. I get there early in the morning. I go start fishing. Okay. And it's big lake. I'm like, shit. And I said, well, I'm just going to fish swim baits. It's all I bring. Yeah. That's it. I don't bring all that other stuff. So I get a couple four-pounders, and the water's clear, and you know, and these cigar boats are shooting past me. <laughs> and I'm, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm sitting out there, and I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, okay, I got, I'm pre-fishing two days ahead of time. Okay, Now I got to go get a hotel for two nights, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Okay, for three. I'm going to have to pay to fish the tournament. And I'm going to come out here and compete with guys that live here, that pitch frogs, throw spinner baits, flip jigs, and know this water. I'm coming up here and I'm going to compete with Sean Bailey. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon, I put that boat back on the trailer, <laughs> headed back, stopped off in Barstow at the original Del Taco, <laughs> got myself a burrito, and I was home by seven o'clock at night. There and you said, go. said, I'm, no, that's not, it, not my. not you. It's that's, not you. That's not yeah. me. I, you know, I'm, I, 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 you know, it's a fantasy to yeah. come up there and throw a swim bait against the, the heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not there. But it's funny because these guys, you know, I get in line and they have a line for the tournament that goes in and they have to be inspected for quagga. Uh And then sometimes I'm on that side of the lake also and they have a line to get in. So I'm usually the first one in line. And uh, and I live a mile and an eighth from the launch ramp. So it's it's a piece of cake. I'll be sitting in line. Well, I know every one of them. And they come by and they, you know, they, hey, Butch, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then one time one of them, came by and he goes butch he goes you know you need you know you want to get some big money and stuff you should start coming up here and fish and i just look over at him and i go i didn't i said an amount but i said dude i make blah 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 (laughs) in this boat and don't have to fish one freaking tournament and it'll take you five lifetimes to do that in one tournament yeah and he's just like i didn't think about it like that (laughs) so you you get to do what you love i get you get to do what you love you don't you you don't want to go because you have to if you want to be a tournament fisherman and you want to compete, whether the wind's blowing, whether it's freezing cold, no matter what it is, if you want to be in in the in the running, angler of the year, first place, whatever, you have to go. Yeah. Okay? Your dog's sick. You want to compete, you still got to go. Yeah. I can wake up in the morning and go. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No, it's not here for me. <laughs> yeah. The moon's up. Yeah. I don't need to go. I'll go at noon or I'll do this or do yeah. that, you know. Yeah. And and by keeping track of that moon phase thing, it helps me out at home, too, because... because You make your wife happy. Well, yeah. The, or your, my beer, you know. I, why should I... The moon just came up at, at uh, 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And I, I can fish a spinnerbait, which I love to fish, or I can do this and catch these smaller fish. I go, but I can be at home and I can take care of honeydews. I can yeah. go have sushi. Yep. I can have some beers and yeah. get my have some of my close friends come over. Yeah, yeah. And, and my close friends are a lot like you. Mm-hmm. You know, I only have like maybe... Five of them that are like really tight with me. Yeah, we'll come over and we'll start drinking beers, and then <laughs> then the shit just goes. And they're heavy swim baiters too, so yeah. they they start talking the the stuff, and they go, "We should have all this on film, man. Oh man, this is crazy, you know." And but then those are the things that you don't almost want to have on. I no, mean, this really. podcast we've done, and I'm we didn't release it because it was like it was a lot of fun. People get yeah. too drunk, but it's. There's some stuff like that should be just between you and your buds, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I there's mean, jealousy and there's, you know, this guy's. Oh, you I'm know, sure everyone talking this. shit about it's, someone it's, else. It's like I told you. It, 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 I called Ben and uh, told him. I said, you know, you know, I've seen all this this bad stuff just in fishing on swim baits and stuff, and I go, somebody needs to clean this up. Yeah, you know, I mean, look at all the young kids that that walk up to you and stuff, and it, to me, it seems like it's cleaning up, and I need to be part of that cleanup, and I try to be that as like an ambassador to the swim bait world when I'm at the shows and with kids, and I have to deal with people, and you know, and being old school, I need to adjust into the melting pot, and I'm learning, you yeah. know, you, I, yeah. I am learning, and I'm trying my best, you know, but I, you know. There's some things that somebody could do to me that would piss me off, and I'm, you know, and I, I would, I, I I would feel say like, something. I feel like I'm not going to let you step on me. I feel like you just, I mean, people should be giving respect, you know, like yeah. If I, it's like seeing someone uh, famous, like you did something really big, you've done something really big. Like I get that you're like, hey, I know there's new guys doing what I'm doing, but like don't don't treat me like I'm a fucking asshole, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I had one guy that used to just constantly pick on me it's like you know here i come out of the closet and i'm throwing all this video around and all these catches and and then after a year or so i'm starting to get like well but what have you got now and what have you got here and what about there and 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 uh it's like well that doesn't mean anything i i was hardcore two three hundred days a year for the last 20 years yeah you know and now i have the i've accomplished something and i've got the trout stocks have slowed down and my wife was very good about letting me do what i did and sometimes you feel like you need to put back into the pot which you've got out of it you got it right with family and stuff and the kids are graduating high school and and getting into 12th grade and you know i'll pick and choose when i want to go a little bit Mm -hmm. i still will do my tuna fishing you know, because that's the only time of year I get to pull hard on with all my might on something, yeah. you know, because the bass don't do it. But, yeah. uh, 
but then you know I'm 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 able to go out the next day and catch a ten pounder and mention that person's name and say you know blah 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 <laughs> you know so I throw it back in their face but trust me I'm fishing other places that I can't really talk about no, what I'm doing right to. now you, don't need you know to. I travel yes a little bit now you know and from right. my house because I'm by the grapevine before you go over the hill well i can go to northern california in a blink of an eye you know and there's no traffic yeah you know you're boom you're there yeah you know it might be miles but if i wanted to go to diamond valley or paris from my house well the traffic i'd be on the road for probably well if i didn't leave at two o'clock in the morning to go to paris or diamond valley i would probably barely get there for opener (laughs) and if i stay even if I leave at two in the afternoon, or get if home I leave by at six, six or seven, I'll, yeah. yeah, I won't. I won't get home for five hours. Maybe yeah. six depends how bad yeah. the traffic is, and that's not worth it. To or me. you can go six or seven hours up north, make it worth it. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. don't even have to go that far. Two, yeah. three hours, and I'm in the zone, man. Yeah, you know. And those guys up there keep things a little more quiet, but I know what's going on because a lot of them fish the depths two fifty, you know, which is. They'll hit the, you up the bay, it, I'm sure, yeah. And I do repairs for them, you oh, know, okay. and I tune them for people. And and uh, and and I used to, I don't used to never used to charge them for shipping, and I just would tune them for them, and I'd put different kind of hooks and make them my way for them because my here I am. I'm a guy, and I got my own name on a bait. I'm getting paid for my. <laughs> hey, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm that's getting paid awesome. for my name, so I'm going to do my best. To make sure that you have the fishiest bait in your hand yes. if it bears my name yes. or whatever. And then after the first two years of doing this, well, I realized that I just spent, you know, in two years, I spent $3,500 in return shipping. Yeah. And I said, well, that, that, I can't be doing that. Yeah. So now when they get a hold of me, I charge them $10 for the return shipping and it's an e. Some are eight bucks, some are sixteen bucks. It just depends where it goes. You just do a flat. And then I yeah. tell them, usually just tell them, you know, and you can donate to my beer fund <laughs> if you want to. Whether you have, if you don't have money, your kid, whatever, I go, I understand, and I'll do it for nothing. Yeah, you know, and but don't play me, you know. Mm-hmm. Usually I can get a kid, you know. I try to help them out. Yeah, and then, uh, but you know, they'll send me. You know, ten bucks. Some, That's cool. Some guys are real generous and throw a fifty in there. And, yeah. You know, I but I end up sending them, you know, thirty bucks back. You know, I don't, I don't feel sort of guilty taking their money because I'm fixing these things and and I know everything about them. I could take one completely apart and then tune it up my way, and it's just going to swim like like a dream. And uh, you know, it's it's the the passion of it. It keeps me busy too when I get home that I can take care of this stuff. And you're you know, still working full time. And I still work full time, but wow. I don't work full time. Yeah. You know, I I am a drywall contractor, but I do high end work and I don't do a lot of jobs because I me and Robert and then I have a crew that comes in and hangs. They're like a freelance. But uh, and then I have a crew that I trained over the years that are all on their own now. And when I make the phone call, they all come. Yeah, yeah you know, nice. they all take care of me because they all got their lives yeah. and family straightened out, and and they're happy nice. to have learned. That's nice. But we, you know, we do the Venetian plaster. Yeah. Um, we do, uh, you know, just just the high end stuff. I've, yeah. I've had jobs where they, you know, that were like ten thousand, fifteen thousand square foot houses that Gosh. wanted this. 
this texture out of this barn in Italy that they brought me a sample of. <laughs> got to figure yeah, it out. And I tell them, I go, I can match it exactly, but one person has to do this finish, or that room's going to be different from this room and this one. That's okay. Take as long as you want. So okay. I'll go in and I'll do one room at a time. And it might. It took. A couple you of, do it yourself. They, yeah. You, oh, oh yeah. really? Wow. Oh yeah. Take takes a whole year to do it. Shit. And they're fine. Yeah. But the place is just absolutely beautiful. There's nothing that's not not a hundred percent. You know, as far as uh, it's going to crack or this is a flaw or that's not good. Tear it out. Let's do that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. You know, we never we never have that issue. We put the right glues on the wall mm-hmm. for adhesion. You know, I learned from the old school guys that used to do the the screening of the moldings in the old oh, old houses. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I've learned all that stuff too. So I get calls for that. Like you know, here you're Beverly Hills guy and you want to put a four lane bowling alley in the downstairs, but you want to bring this molding that was made back in the turn of the century in the 20s with the angel and the claw (laughs) and this and that but yet you're adding another 40 feet yeah two sides can you match it yeah i can i can match it and because i make my own baits and i've been doing it for years Mm -hmm. i know how to work with all the rtvs so instead of putting a sand base like we did with the hacksaw blades and metal shop and yeah, things like yeah. that and you'd pour the aluminum in well those days are gone and i would now i would cut out that section from the beginning to the end and give myself a plain section to attach to so it's easier RTV. to <laughs> dial it in then i would make a cast and yeah. a mold and i'd mold it and then i would make them out of urethane wow. and then be able to stick them on the wall and uh they don't money is no object to these people that's nice they don't care yeah you know I, yeah. Get, I get to work for a lot of movie stars that's cool you know that's cool and you don't get to see them because they always have their representatives yeah, but some of, of them are pretty pretty cool you yeah. know they they get to know you by name and then they they want you back that's it i don't I'm the only hey, guy i want aren't back you, here aren't you the goat yeah <laughs> well I, I was in la magazine two times in my life for being the number one drywall guy in, no way in la that's cool yeah yeah not only are you a custom fireplaces yeah. things like that you got it both locked down um, uh, yeah so when you were coming up your person you kind of fished with was huddleston ken huddleston um well you he's know a buddy it, of yours i mean he's he, a, he he was a he was somebody that that I bumped into at a boat shop and I never really knew him that much because he came out with his other baits and I just fished them. Okay, I was the guy that took his foam body head and I repainted them because I thought they looked better. But uh, there was guys back in those days that knew that I was catching swim bait fish and a lot of them because I would make sure that everybody saw my fish before i let them go <laughs> yeah. i make sure of it you know yeah. to somebody yeah. and uh well there's certain guys guides and other guys that that uh um when kenny would ask him hey do you have anybody else that you know we can help sponsor or put on a pro staff or something you know blah 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 oh no so they're all out to protect themselves they don't need me to step in the in the door. Yeah. So they kept me back from all that. Okay. You know, and I just did my thing. Yeah. I didn't care. You know, that was before video and stuff. Well, then I happened to bump into Kenny um, one day, and he said he was coming out with a new bait, and and he says, ah, I remember your name and stuff. He goes, but the guys, you know. They, <laughs> they shit on you. They, they, yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> They're all for them. It's all for me. Me, 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 me. That's what you see. Yeah. So... Anyways, I hear the baits are going to come out. 
And uh, I go on a long range trip, 18 day trip, and I get home. And I'm thinking, well, I heard they were going to be out like around January. Mm -hmm. So I drove, I lived in Castaic, but I wanted to go to the Walmart and see me to pick up a couple batteries and do an estimate for somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, there's JT Tackle was there. Okay, so I had to kill a little time in the morning. So I swung by the JT Tackle Mm -hmm. and I looked in the window and I saw all the baits on the wall. And I went, oh my God, they got them in. (laughs) Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So I went and did my thing. And then at nine o'clock, I walked in the door and I said, the guy's name's Kenny. I said, hey, Kenny. I go, those are those new Huddleston baits, huh? And he goes, yeah. He goes, we just got them in last night before closing. We put them up. They're brand new. I go, anybody buy any yet? He goes, nah. I go, "Uh, how much are they? He goes, I think they're like $22.50, bucks." Oh, man, that's a lot of money. He goes, "Uh, I go, how many is up there? He goes, well, we got 36 of them up there. You know, and he goes, there are different ones. You know, there's 16, there's a 12, there's a zero, there's a five. I yeah. go, really? I go, uh, Were you fishing these at the time? I was fishing. Because the rate of fall, that's all rate of fall. That's all rate like, of fall. Okay. Yeah. But I was fishing Optimum, Ospreys, and a, and a homemade bait that's the Thumper Tail at the time. Okay. And very successful with it. Plus, I was fishing the Wood Chubby Cheeks. Okay. And uh, other baits like that you know the ac plug was already okay. out and and stuff did you know about the rate of fall of the bait already you didn't no, know uh-uh. you I just kind of were he like, told me about it and i'm like oh that's the sink huh and he goes yeah, yeah. And i'm like that's cool and then he goes i go you got a box and he goes yeah he goes what do you want a box for i want to take a couple of them can i step behind the counter and he goes yeah go ahead i bought every one of them <laughs> he goes you can't you can't buy them all why i go why i go i got the cash right here I go, I, I want them all. He goes, okay, well, we'll reorder. So he gives me those, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I might have just bought a pretty face. You know what I mean? Because I buy everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's probably one of those baits that I'm going to buy, and I'm going to throw it, and it's going to look great. All my friends will want one from me, so yeah. it's not like a lose-lose. Yeah. I can always give them away to some people and sell them. But, yeah. You know, they were expensive at the time. So I go fishing that day and i get pick up a buddy of mine and uh he's 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 not a real swim bait guy but you know he's we're we're fishing spinner baits and he goes uh he goes is that that new bait you got today and i go yeah he goes let me try one so he ties it on and i go it might just be a pretty face dude so he throws it out lets it sink and he gets a phone call he's talking on the phone lines hanging in the water looking around I'm throwing my spinner bait, and I go, oh, I, I got him. I got mm-hmm. one. I bring it up. Here comes my spinner bait, and there's a line on my spinner bait. There's a fish on that line. The oh other line God. goes to his rod. Yeah. Well, I moved his bait down there, and the fish ate it. Oh, shit. And he reeled it up, and he caught like a five-pounder. Wow. I'm like, son of a bitch. I go, I set the hook for you and everything. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, man. I said, that's pretty good. So he gets off the phone. He starts fishing again. He gets another one about three, four pounds. And I'm like, you know, if you get another one, I'm going to put that bait on. Well, it wasn't more than five minutes later. He, he got another one. Shit. And then that was the beginning of everything. Then I put the bait on. I ran home, and I had a teenage daughter in the house. Mm-hmm. And I said, on the back of this package, there's a website. That and I want to see if I can order these baits. Can you punch it up for me, Dad? Okay. <laughs> so she looks at it and she punches it up. You know, I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah. 
you know, that was way before me. And she goes, yeah. He goes, he's got them here to order. And I go, uh, I go, do they take credit card? And he goes, she goes, yeah. I go, okay. I go, uh, I go, well, I want 40 of them. And she goes, dad, you know, they're, they're this much <laughs> hey, a piece. Did I you go, tell mom? I go, I want, I want 40 of them. Okay. <laughs> click. She orders it. They come in the mail. Well, then I'm really kicking ass. Okay. He only made 200 when he first so you already made have 60 something. one tackle shop had him up north they took him to a tackle shop here and they didn't want to carry him because they had too many swim baits oh, so they serious? turned it down very oh, popular shit. place i won't mention the name so he's got the other he sent 30 something to the other place yeah so here i am sitting on almost 80 baits oh my god so then i'm you know by the end of the week i think i had two or three teeners and some some tens so i go back home I get my daughter again. She goes, what, Dad? I go, I want to reorder. And she goes, we get on there. How many do you want, Dad? I want 40. So she orders me another 40. So here I am. I'm holding 120 of the 200 Huddlestons that were made, all originals, from (laughs) Oregon. Now I got... They're hearing about it, a little bit of scuttlebutt, and the guys at the lake know that I'm fishing this bait, but nobody could get them. Even J- JT Tackle tried to order them, and he said they're all they're they're gone. Did you take a picture and say, "Hey, look who's that?" Yeah, I didn't say nothing, <laughs> but I kept showing them the pictures because they were showing Kenny Huddleston the pictures. Yeah, yeah. So then, then all of a sudden, I'm getting phone calls from people that, "Hey, I'd like to get a couple of these baits and stuff." And, you know, I was always pretty even with everybody, but um, I had a couple of coolest friends. I never charged anybody for one, even though I'm paying 20-something bucks a piece. If you ask me for one, here, take it. Yeah. Okay, so I learned a big lesson here. Okay, I had a couple of guys that I that I hung out with, and they were all tournament guys. Okay, and <laughs> I, I went I... <laughs> went with them to fish, and we caught fish. Yeah. And, uh, and stuff like that. I took the kid that was the son of... Ted from JT Tackle. Okay. He got his personal best with me at Casitas during that couple of weeks, 15-something, because I had the baits. I said I got plenty to use or plenty to lose, but none to spare. Yes. So I'm not going to give you any. Yes. Well, one guy, he calls me. I gave him one. I He never caught a, 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 a teener in Castaic. He's been there his whole life. I took him out fishing. I had five over 10 that day in about... 25 minutes on that bait wow so i said well come with me tomorrow so he took him out the next day he got two over 13 and i told him i see says he says he called me a week later he goes i lost my baits he goes uh um can i get a couple more from you and i said well i said let me tell you something i'm gonna fish the tournament at casitas i said you know i don't fish tournaments but i want to fish this bait at casitas because i'm the only guy that's got it and i want to Give it a try. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, I was going to fish Casitas with it. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to let you do a little soul searching. I said, I'm going to put two baits on my tailgate of my truck. I said, you can have them for free. I said, don't fish against me in the tournament with my own bait. And out of respect, that's that's what I would like. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, tournament day, he's there. He's fishing against me with the bait. Okay. You're cut off. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're done. Yeah. Okay. So I learned a big lesson there on friendship versus fishing, greed or fishing. <laughs> so then my mechanic is a bass fisherman. Okay. He's fishing Kachuma 
Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, man, we'd like to be the only ones with that bait up here, man. And I go, uh, I go, well, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give you a couple of them. You guys can take them up there. Let me pay you for them. No, no, don't, don't pay them for me. Everything's cool. Meanwhile, he just charged me 3400 bucks to fix a cracked exhaust manifold on my F-250, which I thought was pretty steep. But I gave him to him. Okay. Yeah. That's the way it rolls. Yeah. Okay. Try to do good things. Good things happen to you as best you can. Right. I believe yeah. in that. Yeah. And so they go do their tournament, and I'm fishing on Sunday. Their tournament was Saturday. I get a phone call. Dude, Butch, oh, my God. Guess what, man? I go, what? We won the Casita or we won the Kachuma tournament. I go, no shit. He goes, yeah, we won $4,600. I go, oh, man, that's great. That's good. You know, proud, happy for you. Yeah. Do you think they would have sent me and my wife to go out to dinner? No. <laughs> you think they would have offered to pay for the baits? No. Nothing like that. You know, I well, mean, if, what if what if you would have just been like, "Hey, man, is there anything I could do for you? I really appreciate it." Didn't even ask me. But that would that have been sufficient? That would have been sufficient because I said, "Nah, it's cool. Everything is good." But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, when you have when you get handed five thousand dollars and you get handed a bait, the way I was brought up is you would say, "You know, we just did this because of you and stuff." You know, uh, do you want that? What kind of reel and rod do you like? Or can I send you and your wife out to dinner? Yeah, yeah, no. Or can we do this? Or what? What is a five? What's five hundred? What's a hundred dollars? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you're done. So then I started learning what this stuff was all about. You're, so you're looking just. I for, got for, life educated for uh, people. Gener like generosity. Japanese people, you know, they're super generous. You know, I mean, it doesn't get any. That's how I got the depths. Mm -hmm. You know, from a guy at the lake that uh, was a depths member, but we could get into that another time because that that could get a little involved. But. We should probably start pulling some questions out so you can you can answer them if you don't okay. mind. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. All right. And let me look this up. I have one for you right off the bat from John from Stabid Anglers. Um, he heard that you would throw Christmas trees in the lake. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> You'd make not, your own structures. Not many because it's a lot, a lot of work. Yeah. But uh, would you mark that? Were you using a GPS? No, I don't. Never. Use, I don't even know how to use that. You I just go, knew where I, it was. Have, I do landmarks. Everything's I, landmark. Everything huh? is landmark. You know. Wow. But, uh, I think I put five in one time, and then guys would bring them up and put them next to shore and put them halfway in the water, and I would drag them out to where I want them. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they'd only last a year or so. But uh, you know, trash day comes around, and you see all these Christmas trees, and they say enhance your waters. So I would take them and put a cinder block over the shaft and screw a couple steel studs. Yeah drag them down to the lake, take them down by the water's edge, and then the next morning I'd go there and pull them off the shore and stick them in. Wow. You know? <laughs> and, you know, I, but I let people know where they were. They'd hold fish, you think? Right away. Yeah, really? Yeah, but I never did get uh, the jumbos in those areas. They just kind of bring, I lost bring little guys around? Yeah, well, you, or you'd six drop or an aqua view down on it, and, and there'd be one there within, Yeah, you know, because there's not much structure in there. Yeah. You know? Um, Let's see. They didn't put their name, but they said, what makes you better uh, than most at throwing swim baits? What makes you the goat? 
self <laughs> self taught from day one uh the passion and just the sheer experience of of uh of of achieving and catching what i've caught and seeing what i've what what has happened in in swim baiting yeah you know what i believe in and how to put things together throughout the day watercolor wind direction trout stocks okay the wind's coming out of the south okay so most chance most of the trout don't go all in one direction but a lot of them go against current so okay. they're going to go into that south wind well why are all the guys on the lake fishing at the north end you know or down that way you know, well, I'll go over here and hang out on this corner, and then yeah. I start getting them over there. Then two weeks later comes around, trout talks comes again. We've got a north wind coming. Well, they all knew I caught them off that corner last last two weeks. They all go over there, but the wind's blowing this way, so I go down and hang out <laughs> on the ambush spots down at the other they end. They think that you it's just put a fish whisper over there. <laughs> putting all that together, and the moon line has everything to do with it, and the hooks you choose on your swim baits have yeah. everything to do with it. That to, uh, how about uh, I have a question? Is it better to throw like a day or after day or two after the trout stocking or that day? I like a cut about two days after. Okay, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff around, but it takes them a while to 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 filter out. Yeah, and, and you know, and 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 you know, the the bass at our lake at the time would have ambush spots. You know, whether it be a rock offshore or something, so they would just hang behind there and they'd go filter through and. And, uh, you know, if you're lucky enough to, to get them, that's, yeah. so that's the thing about me at the lake is I know every rock, every nook and cranny in there over all the years. So when, when I go down a shoreline and you see me casting around, well, I'm going to throw a cast on that side of the cup, cast on that side, one on this side, one on this side, and I'm off to the next. Yeah. And I got people tailgating me. Well, they don't know that that one little rock is out here in nowhere land. Yes. And they can fish all they want. People, the people actually of, follow you? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. They're like just right coming up right behind you. Oh, I've had them do that. I've had them go, try to go toe-to-toe with me. I've, had, I've been anchored on a spot throwing here and had another guy anchor a half a cast away over here and throw in exactly the same spot. And it's like two baits going like this. Do you ever say, dude, why? I don't know. I do. But they get they go, the typical thing is... You don't own the lake. Oh my god! You know, blah 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 blah. What I go, do you I think? Go, what's your uh, your uh, space? You think is a good space if you're fishing to observe the air angler when you're coming fish, down. You know, like it, like uh, say I'm going to fish in the same area as you. Yeah. How far away would you like that guy to be? Well, at least the double the cast. Okay. You know, yeah. and I I give everybody their space. I'm very courteous. Yeah. You know, it's the ones that that the, the drop shotters. And the Cinco guys and the jig guys, they don't understand how far you can throw a swim bait. Yeah. So they encroach a little bit, you know. And then, but in the modern days, you know, because I'm my name is out there and stuff, I just move on someplace yeah. else and do my thing. Why even? And yeah, have the stress of even dealing yeah. with that. Yeah. And you want to know what makes me a little bit better swim baiter than these guys? What? I've never tried, tied on, or used a Cinco. I have never bought tied or used a drop shot because when they're all doing that i'm throwing swim baits 24 7 whether it's spring and they're on the beds i don't even pay attention to those fish and i'm learning every day as i go so at the end of the all the years i have involved in this i know exactly where i want to be you know whether i got to be offshore what I can read on my sonar, you know, seeing the two fish hanging together, a big one and a little one. Yeah. You know, putting all that together. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Definitely. 
Here's another one. It's uh, Stefan de Mie, I think. Stefan? Uh, yeah. I know Stefan, I think. Okay. There's only one person with that name. <laughs> Question for Butch. How big of an impact is the moon on big bass? What moon phases lead them to be more active? And does position of the moon underfoot setting ETC play a part in when you choose to fish? He's, too, he's too technical. <laughs> if the moon's out in the daytime, whether it's a quarter, half, full, whatever... My chances of catching a, of a double-digit bass are very, very slim on a swim bait because that's the only way I've ever learned about this. Okay, it's it's throwing swim baits, jig, whatever. I don't know. That's that's I don't have that experience, so I'm not going to tell you yeah. what it is. But it, it's either going to be after the moon goes down, before it comes up. But if it's there in the daytime for you to see, uh, there's better things to be doing. <laughs> Like drinking beer, right? Drinking beer, getting ready. <laughs> Hanging for, out with buddies. Yeah, realizing that I should have got here at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon instead of being here at 8 o'clock in the morning because it's going to be out all day. Um, it uh, To me, that's, that's sort of how I roll, and it's paid off really good. Perfect. Great. Um, next one is from Ira Waldman from Portland, Oregon. Uh, what is your theory in regards to approaching new bodies of water? Are there certain baits, techniques you'll use across all different bodies of water, universal applications? Also, do you believe it's better to focus on one specific body of water or try different ones to capitalize on different bites happening? Well, I don't know about the bite thing because I sort of search my own. But when I go to a lake, um, I think about if they're getting trout stocks. I'm looking at the ambush spots within a distance of where that's at you know um i like fishing a lot of riprap kind of stuff um but it's a search kind of thing i like shallow long sloping points maybe with some rock on the side um you gotta fish a lake a lot to learn what's underneath it as far as channels and high spots and things like that like Versus the after bay, I know every nook and cranny under there, so I know every turn that the channel makes and what's on it and things like that. And you're I go using to a new GPS lake, when you're doing that or no? I'm uh, not sorry, no. fish finder? Uh, yeah, but over the years I've learned all of it. You but just fish finder. It. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I don't usually use a sonar when I fish swim baits. Uh, I keep it off. And when I make a cast, I don't touch that trolling motor and tap the... Why do you think that? Well, because it sends out a frequency. It, really? It, 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 you know, think about it. Fish have a lateral line. Yes. That's how they find things yes. at night. Movement, you know, things like yeah. they can't see that black power worm. Yeah. You know what I mean? They know. They know yeah. in the, a lot of lakes know that at six o'clock when those bass boats hit the lake and those motors start up and they start going That's across the bad. lake, we're done. You know, <laughs> yeah. but before that, they're biting like they're biting. Yeah, they know they're yeah. not. They're not. They didn't get that big for no reason. Yeah, and you know, and, and as you're sitting here talking to me, everything that I'm saying is about big bass. You know, I'm not speaking about the Tournament small stuff or something like any that. Of yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I'm talking double digit and up. Yeah, is what I've learned. Okay, great. Um, let's see. This is the same thing as the moon, but it says barometric pressure. Is it a big? Is that a big? I don't pay attention to no. any of that stuff. Okay, that was one. Uh, you got to fish. <laughs> You're gonna fish when you can, right? Yeah. Um, uh, this one is from Tudal Hall Eleven on Instagram. What are your top three favorite swim baits for catching bass, and top, how do you like to fish them? Top three is the 
Huddleston, mm-hmm. the uh, Depth 250 Glide Bait, and it's sort of a toss-up because there's I have like a top five. Okay, yeah, did you see a top you know, five then? That's top fine. five on the surface is the original wood Custaic Chubby Cheeks. Wow. It uh, it gets bit clear water, summertime, super hot. They come out of nowhere when it's bleak as bleak could be. Mm-hmm. The thumper tail I use a lot to find fish. You know, I get bit on it a lot offshore down, but it uh, it helps me like on the question about if I got to a new lake, what would I do? You're throwing a thumper okay, well, tail. I need to search. I need to find followers. I need to see what's going on. The thumper tail, I can throw out. I can get it at a depth. I can retrieve it. I can see fish come up on it. I can... Uh, you know, uh, sort of figure out, okay, this point had fish, that point had, that has fish, and then I can come back later on at 11 o'clock in the afternoon, new mm-hmm. lake to me, and I can go over here and say, okay, well, there was fish here. I'm going to throw a slide swimmer in here. You know, I'm going to give that a try. And if that's not working, I'll go to the other side, try it uphill. I'll do this. Just try to put something together. Yeah. You know? Perfect. Perfect. Uh, this is why I, I wanted to ask you too. So, uh, Butch, what makes your spinnerbait different and special? Would you ever sell them? I've never sold a bait that I have made. And if they ask me for the spinnerbait, I would give them a couple if mm-hmm. they get a hold of me on Facebook. But I make about two to 300 a year. And then I have a handful of guys over the years that I've given them to. And actually, they fished them this week at Pyramid in the tournament. And it's just one color. And I've caught fish up to 16 pounds on it. Wow. They eat the crap out of it. When I go to a lake and I, a new lake or something, and the fishing is horrible, or, and I just want to know if there's really a bass in this lake. If I put that <laughs> spinnerbait on and I let it sink down and slow roll it or do whatever I need to do that time of year, I'll get one within a half an hour. Wow. And then I know they do exist. Okay, put it down. And now go back to what I was doing before. But it uh, it's pretty much just one color. It's a tandem blade. When I fished the night tournaments, I used to use black ones. But now I just use the color that I make. It's mm-hmm. a it's a bassy-looking color. And I'll go through between 18 and 25 a night. Wow. You know? Because you're my, throwing them to try to get stuck. They're stuck huh? in trees. <laughs> they're everywhere, man. My, my partner looks at me and he goes, man, he goes, somebody can come and run the shore and just pick spinnerbaits up everywhere. He but goes, that's, I think that's like I made A-rigs when I, I fished a yeah. tournament for Calico. I made, I think, 15 of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to throw them like I'm going to lose them. I don't care. I'm just gonna, I, you make, know, I make my own A-rigs. Right, because you got to throw them like you're going to lose them. It's like, pfft, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you just bend the wire? And then put the uh, a crimp, slide it over, and then crimp them. No, I brazed all mine. Oh, you did. I brazed and put a head on them. Everything. Oh, you got fancy. And then I put a swivel on the uh, the head, like yeah. a big spro yeah. one. So then I molded my head over the spro swivel. Oh, sweet! It came out cool. They're, they're great. And I got that Dubro bender. Yeah, that thing works great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been a lot of wire, heavy wire too, yeah. like point oh six. Yeah, bass, bass don't need all that. <laughs> I just do it because uh, I think for the uh, sand bass, will yeah. spin, you know. And oh yeah, so. mine are made with light wire, and then when the when it's going, and then you jerk it, it, it you know how the ball of bait closes itself up. Yes, and then that's what we like. You that's know, what my friend, uh, my like, friend Joe, told me the same thing. From, yeah. Then you get the reaction. Yeah, hits. yeah. Here's uh, let's see, how many different lakes does Butch have a double digit bass from, and what is his most memorable fish? Well, I think we talked about the 19 
Is that's, he the most memorable, right? That's probably the most memorable. And of the lakes, there's probably 10 lakes I've caught double-digit fish out of. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Here's a good question. Butch, do you believe there is still room for innovation in the swim bait industry in regards to the products themselves? Or has every niche already been filled? For example, has every swim bait that anyone could ever need to catch fish already been made, uh, i.e. the Hundleston? Or do you believe there are still swim baits that could come along and change the game? I think there's always room for a game changer because the beginning game changer, well, one was an AC plug, but when it came to, I wouldn't call that a swim bait though. You know, swim bait to me is a rubber bait. But Mm -hmm. when Osprey came out, Steve Harner, his were uh, didn't have a weighted head, and they 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 swam through. And I still keep in contact with him to this day. Mm-hmm. Okay, which was a completely game changer for that type of application. Then Sean Donovan came along, who owned Optimum. Well, he put a jig head inside of his, mm-hmm. and it was able to get down, and 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 that changed the whole thing right there again. Then Kenny Huddleston comes along and makes his boot tail. And then makes his baits look a little more correct. And that was a game changer. Then you're thinking, well, what's going to happen now? Then they come out with what you've always thought about. You know, here's the Rapala, beautiful looking bait, but it's got this lip on it. Too bad it wouldn't work without that lip on it. Then it'd look a lot more natural. Mm-hmm. Well, they come out with the freaking glide bait. Yeah. And you look at that and you go, oh my God. You know, and then the rubber skin and the way it's all done and the. You know, every new bait that comes out like that, the fish react to it right off the get-go. Like, they just swim up next to it, and they're just looking at it, man. You know, they've never seen that before. But I think some, the, the, every bait maker since, since the 250 came out seems like they, once that hits out and the other stuff, they all want to knock that type of thing off. No one is thinking ahead of the game. And I've been lucky enough to be attached to almost all of those big baits in a special way, especially the Huddleston and the uh, and the Depths 250. When it came to the Osprey, well, Steve Harner, when I went down, they they when he sold the company, he gave me five 55-gallon drums of rubber ingots, pre-colored, because they had to, it was called hazardous waste, but yeah. he had to get rid of it. Yeah. So I have a lifetime supply of rubber. Yeah. Well, when I got in his shop, I realized that he had a mobile hanging there with my baits and my colors, and that's how he got a lot of his ideas on the colors. <laughs> so I was that was an influence there. And then Sean Donovan, well, he was with Optimum, and he passed away. But before he debuted his bait at the Fred Hall show, which he sold the shit out of him, mm-hmm. He threw me two baits offshore. He threw me a 10-inch and another one, and they had fins on the back. And he said, give those a try. Okay. Well, I got them, and I fished them, and then they were a little stiff. They didn't quite work right, but then me, I went back and remolded them and <laughs> yeah. then poured them myself and then changed a few things, and then I started fishing that. And that was my go-to bait was that, that thumper tail look, you know. Well, lo and behold, after Huddleston, I get involved with with the Matt who owns Optimum, yeah. who bought it from Sean James mm-hmm. um, or Sean Donovan, and um, I'm in with the Depths 250. He's my importer. He's sort of my my boss in a way. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I go, 
after about a year or two into this and how much I appreciated everything that came my way, I was like, you know, let me try to put back in the pot what I've got out of this. I said, Matt, I said, I have a go-to bait that I never sold or gave to anybody. And they used to talk about it once in a while because I'd give one to somebody. And I said, it's this bait right here. And he, he looked at it, and it had, mine had a fin on it. Well, it was one that Sean Donovan had. Yes. And I said, these are, I said, Sean Donovan made these, but these are one of a kind. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I, I didn't get the molds for those. I've never seen those before. And then that's how all that got started. Yeah. And so, you know, but that bait, I used to just whoop some butt on it. But see, I make it out of a lot softer plastic. Yeah. In order to make money, they have to pour it in a, in, you know, faster and stuff because of the And it's got to last a little longer, right? I mean, because yeah. you don't want someone to the, get a, the, a the, bite and you're the like, thing, oh. The thing with the huddles, the, the thumper tail, is the way that the head is rigged with the top hook. Mm-hmm. Well, I came up with that when I fished with the, the Huddleston. Called it the Butch Brown rig. Mm-hmm. Okay. Super successful saltwater oriented i know how to crimp i know my wire you know but back then the wire was made in long beach california okay uh seven strand is made in china now Mm -hmm. so now i use mason products mason wire it's all american made okay and their sleeves are a lot smaller for the actual size of the other ones okay so they're they they're you know the whole key was keeping it that beautiful bait to look as stealthy and as clean and as natural as possible because those fish, they have eyeballs that big, man. They see all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, so Matt wanted to have the way that I rig it on the top. And I told him, I said, well, it could be a little bit an issue because these guys got to learn how to crimp. It's not a lifetime rigging. Yes. I change my my hook almost every fish I catch unless it's small. Yeah. I won't take a chance on, on a big one. Well, it's sort of a bait for an advanced fisherman. Because you got to be enough dedicated enough to buy yourself a crimping set and everything, and be able to learn how to do that yeah, yourself. Yeah. And I try to show people and turn them in the right direction, but uh, you know, they like I use the VMC hooks on that mm-hmm. because it it the it's a round bend, but the round bends are wider, and the barb is bigger for a size one hook versus yes. a gamagatsu. The gamagatsu, when you try to bend the lower half. It usually snaps, but the barbs are very, very small, almost like they're barbless. Okay. They're bitch and hook. Yeah. They're good for other things. Yeah. But when it comes to the thumper tail, I learned that because those bigger, that has bigger barbs, when you drive that hook in that fish, well, when he comes up and shakes, he doesn't throw it out. Yes. They were throwing out the other one. Okay. Because that's, that's six ounces or whatever you're, yeah, the fish right? is throwing yeah. everywhere. But that hook stays in them. And that's yeah. how I, evolved into that style hook and it's not the only hook that i use i use the gamagatsu on the depths 250 mm-hmm. wide gap, gap bronze hook um and the reason for that is i think that bronze hooks bit blend in better with the environment versus a black or a silver because if you figure all these guys want to use these black hooks well when you look at a swim bait that's got a white belly going along what do you see two black things hanging down like this well the vmc is a or the the uh, gami is a yes. light wire hook so and it's also not offset you know so when it lays flat two hooks are coming up the side one's hanging down well when you use the slide swimmer and you just go oh so nice that hook just tucks right under there and you don't even see it yeah. and, it, and it tricks them yeah. you know and I, I every video i have there it is there it is there it is you and know? these are little things people should be paying attention to especially you know i there. i thought that 
you know, I'm not the guy that's going to come out and tell you this is what you got to do. That's what you got to do. This is the way it is in the winter. This is this, 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 this. Nobody has all the answers. Yeah. But if you watch, you can learn. And I thought that that's what people would do yeah. is they would learn, observe, and figure it out without me having to even say anything. Yeah. But, it, you know, not everybody I, I found is quite <laughs> like that. So, um, but that's that's how you learned how to land them, hook yeah, them. Yeah. You know, if I tell you I'm using this hook, I'm not lying to you. Yeah. You know, it's, there it is right there. You yeah. Know, I'm not yeah. going to run you astray for anything. <laughs> so. Um. Well, let's check out the baits because you're you got to talk about what you're doing at the Fred Hall show. Yes. So yeah, you can go ahead and grab them. Want me to grab them for you? Or? Yeah. All right. Oh, this is so nice. Yeah, if this was at the end of the day, we'd be drinking beer. <laughs> yeah. Too early. So let's talk about this. Is the collaboration with Swimming Underground then correct? That is the collaboration. You can hold it up and talk about it. This is the collaboration bait. That's coming out in about a month. It's called a Golden Shiner. There's a matte finish and there's a clear finish. And the collaboration is, is on the top. It has Swimbait 24-7 slash SU Swimbait Underground. Mm -hmm. So actually I got my name attached to this bait here. Um, and hopefully they'll, uh, they've got a future and they'll be making more. But they're in limited editions. They're the exclusive... Um, distributor of this bait it's not going to be in a tackle shop it's not going to be any place like that but it's the golden shiner and uh like i said it's so gonna, you'll only be able to get that on, on Swimbait underground Swimbait underground is okay. the only cat in town that has it okay and uh that's it and they have the they have uh two different two same color but a matte finish and this is the clear finish here and uh, i've swam it. it it swims really nice there's my tie right there <laughs> um but yeah this is meant to attract more people out of state that have shiners and 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 things like that and it's going to work in our waters too yeah um but uh you know and there's my gamagatsu hooks already on there ready to go oh it's already rigged up with what you uh, like well, no i it. did that myself oh, okay. i take their hooks right off but there's the, <laughs> what's a, a 2-0 on the bot on the front and a 1-0 on the back what's the and, uh, actual and, size or type do you have the hook number you can it's get? just a, called a gamagatsu browns wide wide gap hook okay perfect yeah there's a number but i don't never pay any attention <laughs> to that kind of stuff but you could see you know you don't see all that that uh, black and all yeah. that stuff there and that's what hangs down when it swims because it's light wire and you know what you got to start thinking fishermen need to think about getting bit especially in our lakes because they're so heavily beat mm -hmm. that you need to think about what you're doing you can fish those big beautiful heavy hooks and if you're going to fish stripers i get it i understand yeah. it but if you're going to fish largemouth bass there'll be times when they bend this hook okay they bend it in the net or they might bend it you take it off and you replace it. But at the end of the year, you'll get bit more with this hook and have more fish under your belt than if you start if you fish the other stuff. Yeah. You just and they need to get that that nothing lasts forever. Yes. You know. So. So you'd rather uh, be using a lighter big, a lighter hook on this that, on something and then change it out more put often. Put all the odds in your favor. Yeah. You know, I yeah. fish floral carbon. Put everything. Stack the deck as high as you, you can fish floral. on your side. Yes. Oh wow. Cigar Brazex is what my a, favorite what size 20 is the, i've never fished anything bigger than 20 really yep wow that's awesome yeah. and i get it too hey if you got to go 25 and 30 because you don't want to throw 160 bucks off <laughs> yeah. i get it i don't have to worry about that but yeah. i still don't lose baits i make sure i retie at least every hour 
a Palomar knot is what I use, and uh, I, I don't just don't lose them. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and when if you look at any of my videos, you can clearly see how hard I pull on these fish. I give them, I give them nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're not tuna, they're not calicos, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, so you cigar, have a, they're both a 175, 250? Or? They have the 175, and that's the 250. Okay. And uh, I don't fish the 175s that much. You know, I don't fish the smaller fish. Why? Just because it's a smaller... Yeah, I get... Yeah, if I fish the littler bass, smallmouth, and things, I'll fish it. But, I, you know, when I go fishing, I, I, I want to go catch the biggest fish I can catch, or I'm going to go home, yeah. and I'll get up the next day and do it again, yeah. and do it again, and do it again. I've... I've been around so much in my life catching small fish from being four years old on up that, you know, it just doesn't get me going. You know, I would rather go for the big, yeah. you know, yeah. and leave it at that. You know, I don't just don't get, you know, I, I just don't. Some of these guys I see at the lake, they got these sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 bass boats, and they want to catch fish like this all day long, and they're happy with it. And, <laughs> hey, more power to them. They're paying they're paying for everything, but yeah. I'm not wired that way. No. You know, I want I want to hold the lifetime in my hand. I yeah. don't want to sit there and, you know, and, and go like this. I got this one today. So um, <laughs> that's sort of how I roll. Yeah. And then, uh, but that's in about a month. and uh, That's coming out um, during Fred Hall. I believe it's coming out right in that right before okay. it or right in that zone. Okay. If you go to Swimbait Underground, they'll they'll be out. getting you posted. This is the probably the first time. I don't know when this will air, but that anybody's ever going to see this will air on Monday. Anybody will probably never see this bait. You'll be the first <laughs> one to to show everybody. Yeah, yeah. So uh, pretty neat. This is the first time they've ever put the logo on the back. You know, they asked me that years ago if I wanted my name on the bait, and I told them no. And they asked me why, and I said, "Well, when I used to buy a chugger and a and a and a bait like that, it always used to say Jimmy Houston on the bottom or Bill Dance." And I go, "It used to it used to bother me because <laughs> that's what the fish see." Yeah, and uh, I'm all about clean and stealth and natural. Yes, when it comes to because I'm after big bass. Yeah, and I think that the less you have on there is okay. But but this little bit of white here, you know, if you can see the bait out there and detect it. Um, and then it'll just be fine, you know. So there's a, that that writing's for a reason to you because you could see that that little bit of white helps. That's what okay. the, the a lot of those guys put that little white on the okay. top so they could if they're waking it way yeah. back there they can see it swim. When I test the bait that I'm tuning for somebody, I put a little piece of white tape on the okay. back and I can see exactly where that thing's going. And yeah, I, and I know how it's going to work before I even send it. Every one I fix, I test at the lake. I drive to the lake, I test it, I swim it, I adjust it, I go back, I come back again if I have to, then I package it up, drive to the post office, and send it back to that person. Nice. So, you know, and the post office is a 14-mile round trip for me. So, they're getting <laughs> yeah. a good deal. Great. Um, the other bait here is the kokanee that just came out, and I don't know if they're all sold out yet, and they make it in the 175 also. Okay, and that's a butch brown kokanee. Okay. And uh, next year we might change it. Usually I come out with four new colors a year, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And being as we're in California, I come out with two new trout patterns, or I'll go one new trout pattern, and then I'll go with like the original flash trout because that seems to be the hottest bait yes. out there. Um, but I I change it up and, uh, um, uh, you know, Bass fishermen always want to 
buy the latest and greatest it seems like <laughs> but they're all in limited editions it's not like we glut the market so they yeah. they sell quickly and if you ever been to a hatchery you can see that there's a lot of room for different colors yeah you know and i've got samples at home that are all they i have to do is send them over and and they'll they'll go ahead and make them but this will probably be also at the fred hall show at the optimum booth but another thing that's happening at the Fred Hall show is Okamura, mm-hmm. for the owner of Depps, is going to be there for one day. He's going to oh, be wow. in the booth next to us, which is Bass Brigade Japan, mm-hmm. and he will sign autographs. You can meet the man that, that invented this bait, came up wow. with it. And then I get to fish with him two days before the show, and then he's going to be flying back. And... Uh, so that's a pretty neat thing. It's a big deal for these guys. Oh yeah, you know they over in Japan. It's you know these shows are and these bait makers are. It's a big. Have you gone to a lot of the shows in Japan? No, I haven't been to any. Really? Because I sort of didn't want to go, but this year they said, you know, you ready to to do that? <laughs> hey, and I said, you gotta go. This I year. said, yeah, because I, you know, I know uh, uh, Satan you know from uh with his baits and then i he's with optimum mm-hmm. and then also the depths people so they they yeah. said they'll treat you like a king over there and um <laughs> i'm sure the sushi's really good huh? that's what i heard <laughs> and they said that you know you if you go over there and that's a big fishing community over there and you know uh the the way i look at it in swim baiting is i'm one of the few that's that's got a good sponsor for this type of industry mm-hmm. you know and the uh, way you went about it to get your sponsorship is pretty a good way like a good it, way to go about it, it. it i didn't pursue it like like you know having to put stuff out there and say what do you got for me now it was all pre-done and it was all for passion mm-hmm. and if it didn't work out it didn't work out yeah and uh but it all parlayed out into what it did and and I can't be more thankful of, of any of, of all that's happened, you know. And I know there's guys out there that, that think that this should be like in the skateboard or or another, you know, these guys are making a million dollars, you know, on roller skates or or wakeboards or this or this. Why can't a swim baiter do that? Well, it's, uh, you know, it costs a lot of money to come up with that kind of stuff. You need to be, you know, maybe I'm the beginning to help others step up to 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 keep going because there's you know a lot of younger people that have a lot of life in front of them that can yeah. maybe learn from what the way I went about it and can capitalize on that up the line you know you know just don't never know I think a good way to do it my personal opinion is to be on that Instagram a lot yeah because people are going to look at that you have a good following already so it's like a great following if you start <laughs> posting some of the stuff on Instagram and going hey. Here's Butch. You just got to learn that little piece, you know. I have never, I have never <laughs> posted on Instagram. Somebody did that for me. That set it up for me. Yeah. And then the other day, a buddy of mine, I said, "How does this work?" And then he, and yet even yesterday, another friend came over and he showed me. And then they said, "Well, you need to remember your uh, your password." Well, then I, he, I said, "Can I change it?" And he goes, "Yeah." And then, then I changed it. Well, it turned out that was the original password. He goes, no, you're already in. So now I know how it all works. Um, and he goes, look, he goes, 
you got 10,000 followers all here and you you haven't talked to anybody. You have no you don't even follow anybody. And I go, "What is that?" you know? And, and he goes, yeah. "Well, you know, you this guy here and this I do I follow everybody?" He goes, "No, don't follow everybody." He says, "But Just follow you know, people that you like or you're interested in, yeah. like you know, so, Soviet Underground or Bass Brigade." Or, yeah. It's a it's a learning thing on, you know, just like Facebook was a learning thing yeah, for me, but yeah. but it seems like my whole life in the swim bait world has all been uh, unforeseen, yes. and it seems like I fall into the right places at the right time. You know, like when, once once the swim bait thing started taking. Okay, well, I learned how to use the internet, and yeah. I learned about these these sites. Then the camera then I got familiar stuff, yeah. with there. Then then I learned how Facebook worked and parlayed that into what it is because you know you can have five thousand friends. But you know, there's another fifteen or twenty thousand that I, that are just you know it just goes off the hook. Even the messages just you know you somebody gives me a message one day and then I get can't up find it <laughs> two days later and it's so far down that I can't get back to all of yeah. them. Yeah. And uh, but they say you need to get that page made, you know. But things are so simple for me. I can go fishing. I can do my thing, and I can do what I do here. And uh, and it all works, yeah. you know, and I don't have, I'm, I'm, you know, I guess it's, it's, you know, this Instagram now that you're saying it and my other two buddies have said three, actually, my yeah. worker said something to me about it. He says, this is, he says, it's just pictures, butch. It's just this, it's just that. And I go, okay, all right, then we'll, when I get, get ready for this, then we'll go ahead and. I think it's probably quicker it. and easier to do it on Instagram than it is yeah. Facebook to me. And you could put like little one minute videos. So you had a clip. You could put it up really quick. You catching the fish, going, "Hey guys," yeah. you know, or something. But you got to do that off your iPhone. You could do it off any phone. You could do it off the uh, computer too. Oh, you can do it off yeah. the computer onto yeah. the Instagram. Yeah, you should oh. be able to. Because I asked him about that last night when I did that thing yesterday morning. Yeah, it, I said, "Well, maybe I could do this right yeah. here." He goes, "Oh, well, I, yeah, okay. I think you got to do it off your phone." <laughs> See, so he wasn't advanced as the next guy. I, I think maybe I'm wrong. I, don't, I think I've done it because I would edit the video sometimes, mm-hmm. but then I just shoot them from my computer to my phone. Do them that way. But I don't know. I'm, there's got to be an easy way to do it. But yeah. um, I try to make everything as simple as possible. Right? When I met with Shay, and uh-huh. he used to do editing for like the Huddleston rigging video, and then him and me did one for some other stuff. And he said, and he did the promo for the psycho yeah. uh, trout. He did that for me. And then he says, he says you need to go get yourself a Mac. We do, and he says, uh, you know, uh, get the get the fifteen inch. You don't need the big one. He goes, I do everything off of this, and he goes, it's already got iMovie on there and this and that, and then I learned how to do that, and I'm slowly learning how to push. So you have other a Mac buttons. then, right? Yeah, I've learned off. And of you Mac. have a iPhone. I have an iPhone. Okay, so then this is what you do: is when you, <laughs> I'm giving him a little 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 class right now. All you got to do is I make the movies. I make like I'll make a promo for this. Mm-hmm. And then put it on Instagram. You just share it straight to your phone. So once you're done, you click Air, AirPlay. Uh-huh. Air, you know, share it. Yeah, somebody, then, yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to do. And then you can upload Instagram right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my kids have all moved out, so I can't go to them anymore <laughs> and ask them how to do something. Yeah. You know, I got to wait till they come and visit and, yeah. <laughs> and, and do their thing. But the good thing about them all moving out is now I've got... My saltwater room back. I got my fishing <laughs> office back. I, I got my bathroom back. I oh got, man! You know, I got all my little rooms together. <laughs> you know, there's nice to have a little lair. You know, ah, I wish I you had know one. with all your stuff. It's yeah, pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's 
you know, like a, it's just something I needed need to educate. Yeah. If I'm going to go all in, then that's what I need to do. But life has been so easy for me without trying. Yeah. You know, everything I do is is with the rod. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't have to go and do this and do that. But I know when I get ready to retire that I'd like to step into the the pitcher a little bit more and and then get a little more involved with it. Yeah. You know, because that isn't can be an income i guess yeah yeah you know definitely so or even tuning baits man you know what you're doing yeah so, I mean, that's not there's that's all passion that's yeah. no there's no money in that yeah that's a beer you know <laughs> that's just as good payment yeah it is can be <laughs> um can well be. if you have something to tell everyone one thing you want to tell everyone that's listening what would you want to tell them just always have faith every cast you just you never know when it's going to happen mm-hmm. you know uh if you really want to get a bite, a big bite, and you have a camera in the boat, turn it off, and it'll happen. <laughs> I guarantee it, because it's happened to me many times. Yeah. But uh, just have the passion at what you do, and and uh, you know, don't try to play one thing into a whole future. You yeah. know, nibble it at a little bit of a time, and get a foothold on it, and and uh, and go from there, and 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 come onto a podcast like this, which. You know, is this is probably the most relaxing, nicest interview I've I've ever done, and actually probably my second one, and it was this week. But this one, uh, you make me feel very comfortable. Like I can I can go into a lot of other things, but uh, well, we want to do more. It'll be it'll be fun know. because there's probably it'd be cool to bring uh, Robert by and talk about stripers. You know, you mm-hmm. guys can kind of talk about stories. There's there's plenty. Yeah, and I'm planning on doing a lot more, so we could do something. I could even come to you. Because I could do it remote. It's not hard. Well, so, this is not yeah. a bad drive. This was pretty cool for me. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, especially yeah. on a holiday. Like yeah, right. This. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, but keep- check out check out uh, uh, Butch on... So the baits will be on Swimbait Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll be at Fred Hall, too? Be at Fred Hall. I think I'll be there. Well, I'll be there when it starts. I think it starts on the 3rd, okay. which is a Wednesday. Uh-huh. The 3rd or the 4th. But I'll be there Wednesday... Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. They give me prime time every year, six o'clock, you know, and then I get to go home, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, Sunday I get to the show early and walk around. I get out of there at uh, at twelve, but uh, yeah, I'll be up at the tank throwing the two fifty thumper tail, just pretty much telling you exactly what I do, what I believe in, what I've learned, mm-hmm. and they're. That's that's it. The lines I use, the hooks, why, any questions that you might have. Great. So uh, you can come and see that for kill a few minutes and yeah. see me at the booth for a while. And then I pretty much get out of there before closing. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there at the uh, performance tackle booth. Perfect. Selling shirts. So okay. I'll probably come by and see you and watch your seminar for sure. Maybe I can wear one of your shirts up there. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Got double X. I'll get you one. Trust me real quick. They're comfortable. I'll mail it to you. <laughs> I never had a double X till a couple of weeks ago before they they're feel? nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, Butch, and uh, we'll see you soon, and this will be out on Monday, man. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.